Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm a spooky pookie. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by England Wright Nordby. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 36 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Parting of the Ways. So make sure you've read that chapter and you're ready to swish your way into the details. Before we get, before we begin, not again. Anybody? No? What? You want to again? Yeah. All right. Let's get in. Megan has two weekly profits. I do. I couldn't pick one. So... (laughs) First one is that it has been officially confirmed by Universal that Epic Universe will open in 2023. And there are very strong rumors that it will include Fantastic Beasts. What do you think, though? Yeah. But like, what? If but they like did, what? what if they did like um, a, a safari ride? Oh. Oh, I was thinking because... I bet you they'll do maybe like London and Paris. So there'll be like two sections. And then in the Paris section, they'll have the circus, like the old timey circus that yeah, they had. That's not I was nice thinking of those animals. I was thinking the ministry. Oh, yeah, I think I so bet too. you it'd be like something like um, the um, they'll do an elevator ride the takeover thing. Can I break be- out of Gringotts? Like, I wonder if it'll be something where like the creatures and stuff have taken over the ministry. Ooh, you know, how cool would that, that be? That would be cool. And That'd they're like cool. all free. And then you know what Newt it reminds me of? Capture them or like, you know. Um, do you remember them. when we went to Disneyland and we did that Guardians of the Galaxy ride that like used to be Tower of Terror, but mm-hmm. then they redid it. Yeah. And like the whole premise of that ride was. Like Monster Breakout, right? That was, yeah, the Halloween one. The monsters yeah. like took over. I wonder if they'll like kind of copy that. Can I be honest? 100% right now. I don't want something Fantastic Beasts. I want something Harry Potter. I know. I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I'll take what I I, get. I know. Like, I feel like there's just so, I don't know. Like, but by the time like, this- don't make like, I know, but there'll be one more movie out, but there'll also be two more movies that are supposed to come out. We don't know. The second one might be out right after it. Doubtful, in my opinion. You think they're going to separate them by one year like they used to? I don't know. It all depends. Hopefully. I don't know. At at any rate, I I I want Harry Potter, not Fantastic Beasts, but that's me. 
I think that if this is the way that they want to give us the Ministry of Magic, I'm okay with it. Because the Ministry of Magic is still the Ministry of Magic, regardless yeah. of like what characters are in it. And they cannot get Dan, Rupert, or Emma for the life of them to come and do voiceovers. And the yeah. fact that they have Eddie Redman, um, Dan Fogler, like everybody there at the studios and they work with Warner Brothers and they can say, hey, you need to take a day and record these scenes for Universal and they're just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I guarantee you that's why they're doing it. If like, if this comes to fruition, it's, it's going to be because they have access to those actors and those actors can't really say no to it because they're still under contract for filming. I mean, like think about how awful Hermione sounds on the train. I just wish like, just come on, just come over. Just give us five minutes of your time. I know and like like, Dan super wants nothing to do with it anymore um, like what Megan's saying though it's just easier for them they're already if they're already filming and they're there they're already gonna be in costume yeah they're already all gonna have access to that like I don't think if this at all like if the parks had come out while the movies were still coming out like that it would probably all Potter yeah and they probably would have just had Dan and Rupert and Emma do their scenes like Which that. is exactly what they did for Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That's why Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey includes all those actors because they filmed that while they were still filming the final movie. So like I don't get it. I don't I don't get I don't know. But that's just me. Like it's like your start and you can't I know. Go over because that's gonna be there for like forever or like a super like, long time. Busy, you know? I mean, they are. Well, Emma is busy. Rupert's not. But Rupert was the only one yeah. that was able to yeah, go and do the back. train. He did do it, you know? Yeah. They just need to so. redo, redo it. Anyways. But, um, but I bet you that's why they're choosing potentially Fantastic Beasts. And yeah, I'd rather have Potter. But again, the ministry is the ministry. So I'll be cool with it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure that they'll do the ministry. It doesn't bother me either way. They've talked magical. about, like, there have been rumors of them doing the ministry for years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's this what we, is thought, how they... we thought maybe at the beginnings of uh, Hagrid. the ride, we didn't know if yeah. that was gonna what that was going to be. I think we even said in our speculation that it may be ministry. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it'll be cool either way. We'll like it. Oh, yeah. I guess, well, because his ride is kind of like some beast got out. So we probably won't see that. Fantastic Beasts. I, I, truly, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be something that's coming up within what we're gonna see. Yeah, yeah, something that we have. Or seen inside Newt's suitcase. That would be cool. That would be so epic. Uh, you know, whenever that. we did the celebration of Harry Potter and they had that like VR thing that you could yeah. test, and it was, it's actually a game that you can get. Like, it's a part of Sony. Maybe I don't. I don't really know, but um. You can explore Newt's suitcase with like the VR. It's so cool. And if they like somehow figured out a way to like bring that into a theme park setting, that would be really cool. Discord saying Department of Mysteries would be really cool if you go in the ministry. It could be like um, getting out of the room. The the ride could be going through the rooms that they went through in the Battle of the Department of Mysteries. Yeah, that would be cool. It'd be scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Because it would be all Death Eaters. It could be triggering. No, if they would do that. But they uh, Gringotts has Voldemort and Bellatrix. Yeah. That's true. My child is screaming. <sighs> um, I don't think you can so hear tired. her on the mic, but she's wailing. Tell me so, some more. My other weekly profit is the fact that our buddies, because <laughs> they know who we are, right. uh, Mina Lima just released Harry Potter wrapping paper for Christmas, and it is so 
cute. Yeah. So they released, I think it's five or six designs. Um, Pull this up. And they've got the Marauders map. It's kind of actually, it's the same patterns as the wallpaper. Oh, yeah. So the Black Family tree, the newspaper, the books, Marauders map, and then that like blue golden snitch one. But then there's two others. No, it's not as expensive as I anticipated. Um, But I bet there's not a lot on a roll. But it's probably, how much is it? $8. Is it? Oh, I think it's eight pounds, though. It says the dollar sign. Really? Hmm. Well, that's interesting. But uh, super cool fact, though, is there are two other ones, and they don't look Potter related, Mm. but they are from Order of the Phoenix. It's the wrapping paper that the Weasleys used in Order of the Phoenix. So you can buy that. that. <laughs> Literally almost made me cry. It's so yeah, I don't cool. know why. I don't know why. I had an emotional reaction to yeah. the wrapping paper. Okay. okay. So I don't it know. It's weird. It's going to be that kind of an episode. <laughs> it was super weird. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Never apologize. I don't know if you can order it anywhere else besides Mina Lima's website. But right now that is <sighs> that is where you can Excuse pre-order me. it um, <clears throat> on their website and... I think it might only be available. No, no, no. I think it's available for pre-order in the U.S. as well. When does it come out? Um, I don't know if they gave us a date. Okay. Let me view it on Instagram. They've got. Oh God, it says buy now. This. Does it? Yeah. It says buy now. Well, this probably like pre-order. Maybe. Um, I know that it's in their shop in London now. So. Here, I'm yeah. on their website. Come on, Internet Highway. Your Christmas starts here. Pre-order. It's pre-order. And it is for, like, anywhere. So, that is cool. Yeah. I'm down. Eight bucks. If you are uh, over here. I think it was, like, 5.95 pounds. I think that's what it said. I'm going to go onto their website and see. Are you on their website? Uh, yeah, that's what I just looked at. Oh, okay. Yeah. How cute, though. Meg, I expect all my presents to be wrapped in uh, Weasley wrapping paper. Oh, okay. Well, we just decided recently that we're not getting presents for each other on Christmas, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> Buy me the wrapping paper. And that's, your, that's your present. <laughs> that's your present. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's all I got. Is it? Hold on, Tiffany. You have a sparkle in your hair. Just saying. <laughs> that's going to prevent me from doing the <laughs> recap. <laughs> I put it there on purpose. Okay. You don't know. I like to sparkle. Right for you to see. Where? What is? What did I touch that was sparkly? I don't know. Probably no. Alana's clothing. She got sparkle clothes. You You may continue. Well, somebody likes to swap pages. Sorry, it's my turn to read. I things. forgot that you were yeah. looking at it. I was. You looking. forgot that it was Katie's mm-hmm. turn. I forgot that she was looking at the iPad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last chapter episode because the episode before this. It was not a chapter episode. Correct. Go look back for more info on that. But <laughs> so uh Judy was actually really Barty Crouch Jr. Just pretending to be Mad Eye Moody. Mm. And we hear the whole story thanks to some Veritas serum. And how his mom and him had switched places in Alzcaban, how he was kept hidden, how he started fighting the Imperius curse, and how Voldemort had found out about him. So that all led to another crazy story of how Voldemort, you know, got his body back. So <laughs> it's like how Stella got my her body's groove gone. back. <laughs> I literally was thinking that. Body <laughs> my body's gone. My body's gone. My body's back. Any hoosies. 
I won't lie, guys. I got a little choked up writing my summary. <laughs> she did. She was looking at me today, and she's like, I'm a little choked up. Like, oh, here we go. It's a sad chapter. Yes. The, the whole end of this stinking book is sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a sad book, you know? It, it began it, and end with death. Yep. Yeah. 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 Frank. Full circle. How we miss thee. Cedric. How we miss thee as well. Yeah. Dumbledore has McGee look over the bound Crouch Jr. Harry realizes his leg is now throbbing, so they go to Dumbledore's office because Sirius is waiting for him. Um, Harry retells them both what happened that night, and then uh, Fox helps to give him some strength and also heals his wounds. And then Harry, Dumbledore, and a big black dog walk down to the hospital wing where Molly, Bill, Ron, and Hermione are waiting for him. And then Harry drinks some potion and finally drifts off to sleep. <sighs> that's sleep that he desperately needs. He doesn't get it yet, unfortunately. No. No. All right. So we begin this chapter. Um, and this. Hold on. Can I just say oh. with this whole chapter? Yeah. It's infuriating. Well, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Denial is. Not good. Denial and admitting when you're wrong. Denial is just a river in Egypt. Is an exceptionally <laughs> hard thing for people to yeah. overcome. Yep. Dumbledore is also a little bit frustrating at times in this chapter. <laughs> well, uh, he's perfect. So oh, no, really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. Um, but this this first part here, um, I wrote Dumbledore stood up and stared at Junior with a look of disgust on his face, and I'm not sure if we've ever heard of Dumbledore having a look of disgust on his face. So he raises his wand and he puts ropes around Junior and then he gives out some more directions. So McGonagall is to stay there while Dumbledore takes Harry upstairs and McGonagall looks sickened by the story that Junior just told. So she's like, they're all just kind of in a kind of shock, but it's like, they're like mortified by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a shocking tale. It's just it's just a disgusting well, story. I think too, you know, for Harry, he's never when when Voldemort first like was in power, and then with his demise and his not death because obviously he would he never right. died and he came back. Harry doesn't know what it's like, so they're probably not only disgusted but they're also terrified because they knew what happened the first time around. They're going to see yeah. all these horrible things start happening again because he's back. Well, it's just like it's confirmation scary. with what Dumbledore has said all along. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Hagrid knew that Dumbledore thought that Voldemort really wasn't gone. Yeah. And now this is just confirming. So um, Snape is to tell Madame Pomfrey to come down to the Defense Against the Dark Arts office to get the real Moody some help. And then Snape is to go to the grounds to get Fudge to question Junior. Dumbledore then says that he would be up in the hospital wing in a half an hour to speak to him. So Snape sets off. No questions asked. Obviously he's, um, Snape does what he's asked to do. And he, I mean, he does it well. You know what I mean? Like he's, he literally is like Dumbledore's ride or die. Yeah. Say what you want about Snape. Obviously, we're not his biggest fans, but he he does what he needs to do. He plays yeah. a critical role. Yeah. 
So Harry um, is just now noticing that he's in pain again after all, like I said, excitement, but it's like more of like an adrenaline Shock. rush. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he realizes that he's shaking. So Harry and Dumbledore um, were to head off to the office before anything else because Sirius is waiting there. And I said, does this mean that Dumbledore had Sirius come to see Harry after the task? And I said, if so, that's really super cute. I think so. You guys think he had him there? Do you oh, think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. That's sweet. It, it, I mean, I, I mean, thought of it that way before, I, I think it's more like, you know, for, for Harry, like his family are, are the Weasleys and Sirius, you know? Yeah, so he absolutely. wanted to make sure that he, he knew that he had people behind him in support. Where's yeah. Lupin? You know, you know, he probably doesn't feel worthy enough to come up. Yes. He's and he is, but he doesn't himself feel that. You know what I mean? Agreed. I wonder if he was invited. I'm sure. I would hope. I bet you he was. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel bad. He can be a Debbie Downer on himself. Yeah. On himself. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So Harry's kind of just going through the motions. He's just like nodding. I'll go along with whatever. He's like completely out of it. And he didn't want to relive what had happened to him. He said he has to re 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 recap with them. <laughs> um, quote: He didn't want to have to examine the memories, fresh and sharp as the photogra- as photographs, which kept flashing across his mind. Mad-eye Moody inside the trunk, Wormtail slumped on the ground, cradling his stump of an arm. Voldemort rising from the steaming cauldron. Cedric dead. Cedric asking to be returned to his parents. Oof. So he's like, even though he's like trying not to think about these things, he he can't help it because he's got to do it. So Harry being the amazing kid that he is, he asks where Cedric's parents are. He's completely like not thinking of himself. And as Dumbledore tells him this, his voice shakes for the first time. Dumbledore does not know what it is like to lose a child, but he knows what it's like to lose a loved one. And I said, and this is hitting him hard. I think that he's also hating himself for not seeing this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Thinking of the death of Cedric, thinking the death of Cedric was his fault. Losing Cedric is hard for Dumbledore. And Dumbledore strikes me as a perfectionist to an extent. And he knows what he's capable of. And he feels as if like he shoulders this blame. Like he shoulders this death himself. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, and and the thing is, you know, you hear later on in this chapter because Molly makes sure to tell Harry that it's not his fault. Mm -hmm. I'll try not to cry. But, you know, really the blame lies with Voldemort. You know, it's not anybody but his fault. So, but we know that. Well, his and Wormtails. Well, yes. Yeah. You know, um, but Dumbledore and Harry, like, are both... We see Harry throughout the rest of his life struggles with this whole ordeal and this particular event. Um, it's just... It's sad. Just sad. Maybe Harry feels it more, though, partially, because he has a piece of Voldemort inside him. Feels what? Blame? Guilt, blame, yeah. I don't think Not Voldemort, that, like, feels Voldemort guilt, ever though. feels guilt, but like I'm sure that Voldemort knows he's responsible for these things. It like doesn't have to he doesn't have to feel bad about them, but he definitely knows that it's his fault for so that these okay, happened. so I get what you're saying. So Harry's part the sole piece from Voldemort that's in Harry knows that he's responsible for killing Cedric. So 
Harry can feel that. It's not a feeling of guilt. It's a feeling right. of knowing that I made this happen. Yeah, Harry's okay. the one yeah, that but feels guilt. What I, get what, I get what child? you're saying. Right. Okay. What? What about in Cursed Child when he no longer has Voldemort's soul in him and he still goes and visits Seth's No, that's Harry feeling guilt yeah. for him dying. But she's saying On that maybe that. he feels that part of Voldemort's soul that's like, yeah, I made that happen. Yeah, but can, is that something? I wonder if that's something that it could be happened. double. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Possibly. I mean, I don't know if it happens. I'm just. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, trying to get over cold here. I think all of us are. Yep. Uh, so if that happens, coughing from time to time. But um, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, but yeah, I just wanted to dive into Dumbledore right there because I feel like he's getting some Ariana flashback feelings. Um, that's trauma that he went through. His voice shakes. That's never happened before. Some crazy stuff has happened to Dumbledore in his lifetime. Okay. Um, it's crazy stuff has happened with Dumbledore and Harry during these uh, first four years together. And I feel like this seeing this, uh, I don't want to call it a weakness because he's feeling uh, human, right? He's mm-hmm. not perfect. And it's good to see this. Not that I know a lot of people don't think he's perfect. No, he's not perfect. But seeing him be human in this way is a good thing for Harry to see. Yeah. And it's yeah. a good thing for the readers to see. I This, that like reading that, I remember reading that for the first time, like kind of almost makes you understand how unexpected this was because like in your mind up until this point, you felt like Dumbledore knew everything so then, like, right. to see him show vulnerability yeah. right there, you're like, oh, shoot, this is, like, and th- scary. <clears throat> and that's why he feels so bad, because Dumbledore does know everything that's going on. His guesses are usually correct, right? Right. Yeah. And this is not, I don't, I wouldn't say it's out of left field, but it, is. it, it but it, but he didn't, ha- but it, di- he didn't see this coming. Well, you know what I mean? Because there's been clues, whatever, throughout the year. So it's like it's out of left, but it's not out of left because he knew something shady was going on, but he didn't know it was this. Well, and I wonder, too, with like in, in my mind and in my opinion, he probably has like PTSD with his sister dying. Which Correct. Nobody. And I don't even think the three of them that were dueling know exactly what caused her death. But you know that he blames himself like 100 percent. And he probably oh, tries yeah, he to does. tuck all of those feelings. Cause you know, a lot of times like it's just easier to like kind of tuck it away and not think about it. Right. And then having this happen to him where it was, you know, someone that he was responsible for, because really he's responsible for all of the students at that school. And then plus all of those other kids that, you know, now he's dead as well. And probably brings up all of those thoughts of Ariana and how he couldn't mm-hmm. stop this. And he wasn't able to stop Cedric's death. And you know, it's just, it's a lot of emotions that he's probably not used to like, you know, he seems displaying. he seems to be the bottle it up kind of person. Yeah. 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 Sad. It's exceptionally sad. Ugh. Um, I just want to clarify something. The thing I was talking about with Harry, because sure. so Vinny in the chat said when Harry is feeling guilt or remorse, he's completely immune to Voldemort's influence. Um, these feelings are what separates him from Voldemort the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like exactly what I meant when I said that is like. It's almost like he holds that burden himself because, like, he knows 
that Voldemort did those things, but it's like in his mind. Um, and that is exactly what separates Voldemort from Harry because Harry may be, this is just like a theory, but oh, yeah, Harry may be taking that on, uh, but he is taking it on in a different way than Voldemort is taking it on. Yeah. And I think that correlation to Cursed Child, like it's ingrained in his mind at that point. So it doesn't matter that Voldemort's no longer in his head because his entire you know, seven years that he was most aware of that connection, he was feeling all of that guilt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even though Voldemort's soul left him in seven, he's still gonna, he's still going to carry all of that because it's just ingrained in his mind at that point. Well, and Harry's, Harry's Harry, you know? Yeah. Harry feels what Harry feels. But I just feel like he carries it heavy. I mean, it's hard because, because Harry... Harry thinks that these people sometimes I think that Harry can be selfish in this sense and hear me out here but I know what you mean. but most of the time Harry is like these people are fighting for me mm-hmm. yes. and it's like but they're actually not well, <laughs> and, you know what I mean and that's partially because he's a teenager maybe well, and that's I think how he's yeah. Voldemort's number one goal is to kill Harry right. so that is what yeah. really what is Harry is seeing but realistically like yeah that for for Voldemort Harry's just like the the roadblock that he needs to get rid of to really right, to get to his right. whole goal. So yeah. Harry's just focused on the fact that he wants to kill me. I'm the one that like, you know, if if I die, then all of all of this could happen. So like, really, yeah. I'm the one like I you know what I mean? Like, I need to make sure that like I get him and they're fighting for me and they don't need to like. I'll he carries a lot for, for a teenager. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. But but I think a lot a lot of the times. um yeah, he's just kind of like selfish about the whole situation. And, yeah. and like Carly said in the chat, Ron calls him out on that. And he does absolutely call him out on that. Um, they're not fighting for Harry. They're fighting for the wizarding world. Yeah, you know, so, so yeah. for the so, greater good. And I think that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> well, and, and, and like regardless, this could have been happening regardless of if Harry was even like a thing or not, because Voldemort still would have wanted right. to gain this power. Could have been Neville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you even say later on, Neville is like, people die all the time. He's like, yeah, it has nothing, not to say it has nothing to do with Harry, but realistically, it's a bigger picture of everyone deserves to be, you know, respected and not, just because you're different doesn't mean that you're lesser, basically. Celebrate your differences. Love it. All right. So we find out that Cedric's parents are with Professor Sprout, his head of house, and the person at Hogwarts who knew him best. Best. I don't know what I just said. Best. (laughs) And I said my heart aches for Sprout, too. She's got to be taking this incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, So they reach the office door, and Sirius is there. His face is white. Thank (laughs) you. And gaunt, just like when he escaped Azkaban. Excuse me, escaped where? Azkaban, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, he asks Harry if he's okay, and he said he knew something like this was going to happen. And I said, is he a seer? No. <laughs> <laughs> we also find out that Sirius is also shaking. He probably just had a gut feeling, you know? Like, do you ever get that where yep. so you know something, like, bad's going to happen? He had the gut feeling and targeted the wrong people. Yeah. Like, Sirius immediately went to Karkaroff and Snape. Because he has a vendetta against Snape, you know, right, so he's yeah. like automatically going there. But he was on the right trail, kind of. He was. He was just, 
you know, his personal feelings got involved there with who he was blaming. But yeah, it's not yeah. unrealistic in Sirius's eyes how he views Snape and everything. That would probably be who he blames. And that's partially probably why um, Harry tries to blame Snape for a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't exactly have a good relationship with him. So. Yeah, he's, Snape's also not a nice guy to Harry. So not at all. Um, I said, thankfully for Harry, Dumbledore retells Harry's tale so he doesn't have to. Um, Harry is starting to slip, only half listening to him. His body's aching and he just wants to sit there and not be disturbed by anyone. I feel that. Not on his level, but I feel that. (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) And just then, the most quality bird comes (laughs) swooping in and lands on Harry's knee. Um. So I find this really interesting that like you just say Harry is starting to slip away at this point. Mm -hmm. He's ready to just not think about it anymore. He wants to sleep and not like think about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Fox comes in and Harry pets Fox quietly with his scarlet and gold feathers Um, and Fox blinks peacefully up at him and there was something comforting about his warm weight. He's like a weighted blanket, guys. I just absolutely <laughs> love oh this gosh. phoenix. Yeah, I know. So Phoenixes I'm... are my favorite magical creature, and I, amazing. I just love them so much. I, I was your favorite magical creature. You're right. Get some healing tears, and you might be. Katie, <laughs> 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 get some healing tears. <laughs> my tears um, are magic. So Dumbledore comes to sit across from Harry. But Harry is avoiding his eyes because he knows exactly what's about to happen, but he doesn't want it to happen. Dumbledore is going to question him and make him relive everything. So, like, he knows a little bit, but he hasn't really been able to go into any details yet. It's like a necessary evil that has to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I, I pasted a little link here from WebMD about grieving webmd good old webmd everything far away from that everything ends in cancer (laughs) always everything um so i just wanted to read a little blurb about grief so grief is a natural response to losing someone or something that's important to you you may feel a variety of emotions like sadness or loneliness and you might experience it for a number of different reasons maybe a loved one has died a relationship has ended or you lost your job Other life changes like chronic illness or a move to a new home can also lead to grief. Everyone grieves differently, but if you understand your emotions, take care of yourself and seek support, you can heal. Mm. Um, So there are like steps of grief Mm -hmm. and like the first one's denial and then anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And, I'm not really sh- I mean I guess Harry Harry's not really in denial. He knows that it happened. It's almost like he skipped over what He yeah. might be if you consider well, that. Well, yeah, okay. So it says you may feel shocked or numb, which he definitely feels shocked, but at the same time He's not numb to his feelings. He's he knows not, he doesn't want to feel like But he doesn't even want to think about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want like if it was up to him, he probably would sleep for days. You know what I mean? Not saying that's completely wrong. Yeah. That but, is, but you know, denial. he just wants to forget about it. Yeah, I've never thought of denial in that way, but that's yeah, hundred percent. I was, yeah. I guess, I was literally just thinking like, well, he's it not denying. Yeah, you were thinking it happened. The I think literal, he's more yeah. so denying himself 
to feel everything because right. what he went through is horrific. There's yeah, nothing. Yeah, the, there's nothing short of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess at this point he is probably in the first stage of grief because we do know. Um. Once we start Order of the Phoenix soon, he definitely gets to anger. Yeah. Um, and it goes on from there. So I just wanted to read that a little bit. Um, he says that he needs, Dumbledore says that he needs to know everything that happened after Harry touched the port key. And Sirius is pretty harsh and suggests that, like, it can wait till the morning. Like, you don't, like, don't make him do this now. Let him sleep, let him rest. And Harry feels gratitude towards Sirius for saying that. And I said, is this one of the best times that Sirius is actually like a parent figure to him? I'm not saying that it's the best decision, but he literally at this moment in time is just thinking about Harry and isn't yeah. thinking about the big picture. Yeah. And I think that for Sirius, that's like a big deal. Putting it that way, yes. Yeah. 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 I know that it's not the right decision i mean because like I, this is such a big thing like but he's got a time him. it's like it's a lose-lose situation you know For what sure. i mean yeah. like harry has to relive it just after it happened which it's going to be hard you know to talk about it but in the morning it's not going to make it any it's not easier gonna be as clear in the morning you, either. Or, yeah and you might forget some things that you know you really just it's kind of like in my opinion like gotta do get it. it all over with yeah. while it's fresh and then you can start to heal right yeah after. i mean you yeah. kind of it's like a weight lift off your shoulders after you get everything out yeah and then, you know, with Dumbledore later on is like, don't ask him anything. Don't talk to him. Just let him go to sleep. You yeah. know, yeah. Dumbledore even says that too. like, that yeah. it's, it's, it's going to hurt and suck, but it's better to just do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dumbledore leans forward and Harry is unwilling to raise his head to look into his blue eyes. <laughs> and Dumbledore says, if I thought I could help you by putting you into an enchanted sleep and allowing you to postpone the moment when you would have to think about what has happened tonight, I would do it. But I know better. Numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. You've shown bravery beyond anything I could have expected of you. I ask you to demonstrate your courage one more time. I ask you to tell us what happened. And I love that at mm -hmm. this point, Fox lets out one soft quavering note. Um, and we know that phoenixes have healing powers and at this moment in time, we really only know those healing powers to revolve around their tears. But I think that they're singing... And a physical injury. Right. But I think that their singing must hold healing qualities as well. Well, mm -hmm. if you think about the song that Fox sang, as it, he flew away right. from it's Hogwarts like he was at trying Dumbledore's to funeral. He was trying to heal everybody, everybody at the funeral. Yeah. Well, that's... Um, so yeah, that's what I thought of whenever I read this, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And he's saying at the funeral. Don't so like, me. clearly yeah. there's a correlation here. So he lets out a soft quavering note and it shivers in the air. And Harry feels as though a drop of hot liquid slipped down his throat into his stomach, warming him and strengthening him. So Phoenix, cause Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenixes can heal your physical injuries and your emotional ones. Yeah. I like and I mean, like, obviously he's not healing harry but he's giving him strength to right. do what he needs to do right now yeah i just want to say i really really enjoy the the uh, how dumbledore says 
to Harry. Like he's like, if there was something I could do, he's like, yeah, it's just going to make it worse. Like I feel that on a deep level and I'm trying not to cry. Yeah. Yeah. He's honest. He's honest with him in this moment, you know, but like that's something you can take in now. You know what I mean? Like if you have had someone that has passed away, like it sucks. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Um, and you know, people sometimes self medicate and it's not good for you. Well, it's like, I can draw on my personal experience when my grandfather passed away pretty fairly recently. And like, it's, it's interesting because when somebody passes away, like say it's like you, like you can say sorry and condolences and that's fine. And it's appreciated, Mm -hmm. but literally the only thing that's going to help you is time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And you have to feel your feelings and, and give it time. And, that could be so frustrating. Yeah, but there, I mean, but like he, but like Dumbledore says, if there was something he could do, he would. Yeah, it's but, just hard, you know. And like for everyone's different. Like my um, Grandma Hagen's been dead for five years, and I still miss her, and I still wish that she wasn't. Right. Um. Yeah. It's really been five years. Wow. Also, like just grief in general. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with the fact that once you've gone through something that you have to grieve they want to go back to how they were before, but like you can't, it's different. Like you're, yeah. you have to find a new normal. I yeah. literally Over. just told my dad that cause my dad was having lunch with my grandfather every single day and was mm. taking care of him and his life kind of revolved around him, you know, as he was declining and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I looked at him and I said, you just have to, it's, it's a new life and a new way forward. He's mm-hmm. like, you're right. I was like, just give it time, Dad. Yeah. So. It's hard. Um, <laughs> I didn't like, know we were going to do this tonight. I thought <laughs> we were going to cry about the book. I didn't think I was going to cry about real life. No, but, but like, <sighs> it, like this can be applied to so many things. Like losing yeah. losing somebody. Losing someone. Losing an animal. A miscarriage. Like all types of things people yeah. grieve about. And yeah. I know way too many people who that's happened to. And I've had to say that to way too many people. <sighs> That like, there is no going back to how you were before. There is only finding a new normal. Whether that's, uh, I mean, it's not ever going to be a normal that you would have wished for yourself, but it's a new normal that you have to learn how to cope with. And um, it just sucks. And uh, like Harry feels this so much all the time throughout all of these books. Yeah. And I think that that's why so many people connect to these books who go through, like, who are grieving. People always come back to Potter when they're going through yeah. um, grief in different ways. And they're like, well, now that I've gone through this, I can relate to Harry even more. Because if you think about it, he's dealing with grief through the entire series, even in Sorcerer's Stone. He doesn't have his parents anymore. Yeah. He never got to know who they were. Like, yeah. there's, and, I- and there's always something new. In every single book that's added on to how Harry has to deal with something that it pertains to grief. And I feel like, like I feel like he actually starts to mourn and grieve his parents in one because he I learns agree. about them. Yeah, because yeah. he yeah. finally I mean, sees what they look like. You know what I mean? And yeah. he sees what they look like. He understands who they really were as people. I mean, his aunt and uncle made him think that they were not good people. Right. So yeah now like an 11 year old finally gets to begin to grieve his parents who died 10 years ago you know what i mean and that's a that's immediately how the series starts off and then as we keep going this is probably 
one of the biggest starts to him like beginning dealing with grief all over again because Cedric hits him so hard. God, and I think, think about it the surprises. End of next book. We're going to be freaking a disaster. <sighs> it surprises. I think it really surprises Harry how much he grieves Cedric well, because he didn't really know him. And right. I think this is part of why in the next book at the beginning, there is so much like that. No one talked to him really throughout the entire summer. And yeah. he's gone through such and a huge thing. It's like solitary through. confinement. And that's so much PTSD and no one's talked to him about it. Like my biggest thing is that I've always said with any relationship or anything, communication is key with oh, everything. Yeah. You're going through something. It helps to talk to people. It helps to just get it out in the open. Cause nine times out of 10, someone is going through the same thing or something similar and can relate. So the fact that he doesn't get to really talk to his friends about this and, but at the same time, like they might not totally understand, but they could be there for him. And so he's dealt with this the, the entire summer by himself. Like yeah. there's so much like the probably because they're like, Oh, well he wasn't that close. So like it probably didn't hit him that much. Like that, that's not a thing. Like it, he was there with him, you know? Um, it's, it's emotional oh. when you're with someone and they pass. And this is where like you can get mad at Dumbledore all you want. Somebody could have went and have been at privilege ride with him. Somebody sent him letters. Lupin could have freaking stayed in his room. Yeah. yeah, that that it wasn't okay for him to be alone. You can go That's back so to Privet. You can go back to Privet Drive. Sure, do it because y- you have to. You physically, you need to to live. But every single but send person, somebody there. Every single person in Harry's life knows what he goes back to every summer. Why did yeah. somebody have? And why did Fig have to be a secret watchover? Why did? Uh, Dung have to be a secret watchover. Yeah. As much as I hate Mundugus Fletcher, he could have talked to Harry. Yeah. Who, like who, anybody who cares? Could've. Let Harry know that Fig's a squib and she's hanging out and watching over him. He would and have it, had pleasant conversations with her. Yeah. In order of the and Phoenix solidifies. I get, I, that's where I get mad at Dumbledore. Yeah. In order of the Phoenix solidifies how much the the Dursleys are garbage. Rubbish. I'm sorry. They're rubbish. But like, honestly, do not (laughs) compare me to them. Like they don't you call them trash. (laughs) They know that they like they know the story of what happened, but yet they just do nothing. And the death of Cedric, um, we Sarah and I had a girl in our year die freshman year in a car accident. It was horrible. It was. Yeah. And but it was like two weeks into school yes Mm. and that i used this as like a coping method for that because it's very much the same thing Mm -hmm. i felt an intense connection to ma'an which was her name i had two classes with her i sat next to her in both of the classes and i knew her with her homeroom and art i was gonna say i also had two classes with her but those are not it interesting i had choir and gym (sighs) um so so i sat next to her every day and i only knew her for two weeks and the grief that i felt when she was killed in a car accident like i didn't want to as harry right i didn't want to believe that it was true right i mean it's hard i think when you're kids like I, I will never forget the day that I found out and I didn't really know her that well. Cause we had the same class, like the two classes together, but like one was gym. So like you never really talked to the same person. And it's freshman year. You're and it's freshman to year. Everybody. And then in choir, she sat on the opposite side. Cause I was in the soprano section. I think she was in the alto, you know, whatever. Um, but there were girls there that they were doing track with her. So they knew her way Cause better. They Cause camp. they had camp with her. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, when you're 14, you think that you're invincible. Correct. And to find out, I was at St. Ignatius. We hit, there was a mixer for freshmen. And my we were there, came up to but me. we weren't friends. Yeah. How weird is that? <laughs> I was um, also we there. Were, and Katie was there. And she didn't know <laughs> not, either of us. None of us had met each other, but we were all in the same location. And I remember. I was my, not in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> but my cousin came up to me and she's like, she died. And it was almost like I could still remember my whole body, like, just chills. Yeah. Like how does a 14 year old kid just die suddenly? Like I just saw her yesterday, you know, I was crying over somebody I knew for two weeks. Like when we found out at that mixer, I cried at the mixer and I was like, I don't really even truly know this girl. Like why am I so, but like, well, it's I like, can relate to Harry yeah. on a personal level with this because he knew Cedric better than I knew Ma'an and I was hit with Ma'an's death horribly hard. Yeah. And the fact that he interacted with Cedric for basically an entire school year. Yeah. yeah. I, Two I years, mean, really? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't friends with him it. per yeah. se, but like I mean, knew those, him. Those kinds of things are it's tough. jarring. I mean, my, uh, my mom's brother died in a car accident when he was 16 and, you know, their friends would even say like you know they they still bring it up and talk about them like yeah and there's like a memorial at the the high school in my hometown for it and it's like it 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 doesn't matter like it will hit you you know what i mean especially like you said kids think they're in, invincible and you know something like that could never happen to me but it happens a lot it happens yeah. all the time and side note, she wasn't wearing her seatbelt on the highway, and that is why she died. So please wear your seatbelt in your car. And my uncle passed away because he was buckled, but they were driving too fast yeah. and hit a tree. It's just sad. Yeah. So sorry to get sad. so deep and heavy, but that's where we're at at the ends of every Potter book anyway. So Important stuff to talk about. And if anyone's going through that yeah. kind of grief, you're not alone. Clearly, nope. the four of us right here are talking about stuff that we've been through. Mm -hmm. Go and join Swisher Support. Yeah. And yeah. people will talk with you about yeah. these things. And it's awesome. Yeah. Just yeah. Re reach out. Talk. Like Sarah said, communication is absolutely yeah, key to healing. So you yeah. might not feel like you want to talk, but it's always good. Just Harry says that a little bit later, like once he starts talking, like he doesn't want to stop. It's really hard. It takes everything in him to continue talking, but he knows afterwards he'll feel better. Yeah, right? I think it's like, like freeing. Yeah, you know? once you get it out, you can probably yeah. start your healing process. Yeah, like yeah. I know, <clears throat> even though I'm the crier of the podcast, um, like the people that I've lost, I, even if it makes me cry, like I'll talk about them. And this is kind of sad to my grandmother, but I usually remember things that she hated. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that reminds me of her. She hated it. I do that too. <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> hated Les Mis. You have to so make good. yourself laugh about yeah. things. Right. And that's my my coping mechanism for things that um, are sometimes too much for me is I laugh and I make jokes. So yeah. she would have laughed <laughs> and then asked me to turn it off. <laughs> um, okay. So Harry took a deep breath and started talking. And as he's talking, visions are coming into his mind. Um everything that he'd seen that night seemed to just rise before his eyes so he could see the sparkling surface of the revival potion of the body revival potion he could see the death eaters apparating between the graves as they arrived for the rebirthing of voldemort vomit i hate that term <sighs> i know it's gross. It's, <laughs> so um, gross it's so gross he could see cedric's body lying on the ground by the cup and Sirius almost interrupted once or twice, but Dumbledore could tell and he would stop him. 
Um, and Harry was glad for that because it was easier for him to just keep going now that he'd started. Um, it was even a relief, like something poisonous was being extracted from him. It was taking all of his determination to keep talking, but he sensed that he would feel better when he finished. And I said, do you think that this is like what a pensive feels like, but on a greater scale? Probably. Mm. Like a weight. Ooh, like you can yeah. feel like. Yeah. Like I you enjoy can feel that. In a very odd way. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, almost I like am. you can feel the poison being extracted from your mind if you're trying to get rid of a bad memory. You yeah. know? Ooh, that would be a good Have you ever it's just like, swallowed a noodle and pull it back out of your no. <laughs> I totally have. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Literally, only Sarah and I would have done that. <laughs> Gemini Christmas. I used to do that my with ramen noodles. I pulled them back. Oh, ramen noodles! Stop making that motion. The you're best. a gross person. It's like you're pulling scarves. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I Oh, all right. So, um, excuse me. Then Harry mentions Wormtail cutting him with the dagger, and Sirius lets out a vehement, vehement exclamation. What do you think that was? Uh, a curse a curse word so things we can't say that sob you know but think too he's probably even more angry because his worm tail mm-hmm. oh you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh for true. sure for sure he's probably thinking i want to kill he's him. like oh god You're now like not tail. only did i miss out on killing you right in the shack. many years ago now you've done this to my godson yeah. you know um so he still outlives you serious sorry yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's gonna be tough, man. Yeah, but the way Wormtail dies is worse. It's satisfying. Yes. Oh yeah. Compared to Sirius, at least <sighs> Sirius doesn't feel anything. There we go. Well, he just kind of falls. Right? It's gonna be so sad. Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it doesn't feel like a death. But okay, I won't talk about that. It doesn't um, feel like a death. So Dumbledore stood up so quickly it startled Harry, and he told Harry to stretch out his arm, and Harry showed him. He said my blood would make him stronger than if he'd used someone else's. He said the protection my mother left me would uh, be in him. He'd have it too. And he was right. He could touch me without hurting himself. He touched my face. There was a fleeting instant where Harry thinks he sees a gleam of triumph Yeah. in Dumbledore's eye. Yeah. I said, triumph? What is this? What's this? What's this? I think that that was old Dumbledore kind of like, wow, that's brilliant. Probably. You know, kind of like, oh, shoot, that's good. What do you mean? Like, why is it good? It's good for Voldemort. Like, no, it's good for Harry. Is it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What is the triumph? The triumph is that the bond will keep them both alive. So it as long as Vold- that- as long as Voldemort is tied with this bond to Earth, Harry cannot die either. It explains it in Seven and King's Cross again. Mm. So at that I moment, get you. I get you. yeah. So at that I moment, Dumbledore realizes, even if Voldemort kills Harry, because he has Harry will come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has an inkling. Because Dumbledore does admit in Seven that he wasn't sure. My, my main man, Vinny. Vinny. Vinny says, I ain't is, wrong. Is Seven is our favorite, Megan. <laughs> this is Dumbledore, really Dumbledore knows that, that this, is, this, is, this is it. 
Voldemort I so wanted this majorly to be like effed up. Sorry. a bad thing. I'm super no, sorry, no, honey. <laughs> but I also think like he probably also thinks like, yeah, that's a good thing. But he's also like, well, it was pretty brilliant on his part. And he's dumb enough to not realize that it's, it's like, also great It's for like Harry. giving him a rope into the beyond. So Pull Vinny, him right back in. Then he just said, until this moment, Dumbledore legitimately thought Harry had to die to destroy the Horcrux. But now yeah. Harry can survive the destruction of the Horcrux. Absolutely. Ooh. So I might have chills. <laughs> you didn't I, remember question, that? Though. No. Ask me your seven questions, friends. Is I literally here? didn't remember that. Is all. this yeah. because he has Horcruxes that Harry can survive? Because no matter what, if he kills Harry, he's going to survive. Like Voldemort. Does it's, that make sense? It's, it's like a. It like I said, it's it's like a rope. Like it doesn't matter. I understand that. So like. Harry and Voldemort are dueling, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nagini's still alive at this point. Sure thing. He kills Harry. Yep. He avadas him. But yep. he really, he's just killing the Horcrux. Yep. And Harry comes back. Is that because Voldemort is still alive and Nagini's still alive? Well, he has That's the, basically what I'm asking. Well, it's like a shared protection. It's because he still has a protection from, from Lily. So then how does Voldemort die? Because all the Horcruxes, Horcruxes are gone. But he also has protection. Or is it because Harry um, then negates no, no, no. it by doing his yes. own protection? Right. Yes. Okay. I do believe that that's it. Because, yes, Voldemort um, is the only, well, anybody who isn't on Harry's side during that very final moment right. is no longer under the protection that Harry gave yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Y'all, I'm on it. I'll bring it up. Keep going, Meg. I got you. Are they multiple? Legit- like, le- like legitimately, I was thinking. Yeah, tell me, tell me what your thought was. In his eyes, is this like <laughs> old Dumbledore kind of shining through for a moment and being like, "Wow, that's brilliant!" Like, yeah, he can touch him now. You know what I mean? No, uh, okay. You I'll know see. what I was thinking? I know what you're thinking, but it was wrong, and I love you. It was wrong, <laughs> but I'm glad that it was wrong because oh, yeah. I was kind of in my mind thinking, "Isn't like, that a good that connection jerk. to Seven, though?" Yes. Don't you like that? Yes. Yeah. So I was listening to another Harry Potter podcast called Alohomora, which actually Shubes from Potterless was on the most recent episode. It's really good. They're doing the uh, whatever the rebirthing chapter is. Um, and they were talking about how all the books tie in to four. Like something from every single book ties back Ooh. to four. And oh. this is one of those things from seven that ties in to four what ties it from six i don't know i haven't listened that far <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> i haven't finished the episode well, okay. what can we, we could probably i think, think they probably ourselves. did a whole episode they called it, it a ring the, they called it ring theory sorry why don't we talk about it in the in not in the felix files what's it called at the end of everything lightning bolt round <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i do have, on my podcast have i been here yeah. for two plus years <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no you haven't write that as our own lightning bolt question please that's good okay here we go so so yeah no i'm glad because i that for a long time was one of the reasons why i thought i didn't care for dumbledore sometimes are you ready yes okay hold on so this is uh king's cross in deathly hallows um hold on Okay, so Harry's like, um, I should have died. I didn't defend myself. I meant to let him kill me. Dumbledore's like, yeah, that's all the difference. And Harry's like, you better explain. And so he goes, you Roski, all- <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> Pretty much. So he goes, but you already know, said Dumbledore. And he twiddled his thumbs together. I love that. My grandfather used to do that. Um, I let him kill me, said Harry. Didn't I? You did, said Dumbledore, nodding. Go on. He's like excited that there's an exclamation point after that. 
So the part of his soul that was in me, Dumbledore nodded, still more enthusiastically and urging Harry onward, a broad smile of encouragement on his face. Has it gone? Oh, yes, said Dumbledore. Yes, he has destroyed it. Your soul is whole and completely your own, Harry. But then Harry glanced over his shoulder with a small, maimed, horcruxy kind of creature is trembling. It's like chicken wing. It's chicken wing. <laughs> Buffalo wing or Voldemort. Um, what is that, Professor? Something that is beyond either of our helps in Dumbledore. But if Voldemort used the killing curse, Harry started again, and nobody died for me this time, how can I be alive? I think you know, said Dumbledore. Think back. Remember what he did in his ignorance, in his greed, and his cruelty. Harry thought. He let his gaze drift over his surroundings. If it was indeed a palace in which they sat, it was an odd one, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the answer rose to his lips easily without effort. He took my blood, said Harry. Precisely, said Dumbledore. He took your blood and rebuilt his living body with it. Your blood in his veins, Harry. Lily's protection inside both of you. He tethered you to life while he lives. I live while he lives, but I thought I thought it was the other way around. I thought we both had to die. Or is this the same thing? He was distracted by the chicken wing. Are you <laughs> sure we can't help? <laughs> There's no possible help. You were the seventh Horcrux, Harry. The Horcrux he never meant to make. He had rendered his soul so unstable that it broke apart when he committed those acts of unspeakable murder, the murder of your parents, the attempted <laughs> killing of a child. But what escaped from that room was even less than he knew. He left more than his body behind. He left part of himself latched to you, the would-be victim who had survived. <laughs> Can you say that last line again? He, uh, I'll say the last two. He left more than his body behind. He left part of himself latched to you, the would-be victim who had survived. Harry was the would-be victim. Got it. Um, hold on. Can so, I just say what Steph Rena Holmes? Holmes, what's her name? Yeah, yeah it's Rena Holmes. She says, "I guess Valdi and Harry have the same blood type." <laughs> <laughs> He he took your blood, believing it would strengthen him. He took it into his body, a tiny part of the enchantment your mother laid upon you when she died for you. His body keeps her sacrifice alive. And while that enchantment survives, so do you. And so does Voldemort's one last hope for himself. So, okay. So question something that I maybe am just not remembering, which is quite possible. Um, It says here that he's tethered to life as long as Voldemort is still alive. So mm-hmm. why does Harry stay alive after he kills dies. Voldemort? Because he's alive. Like, because he was brought back. I think, like, once you're back, like... Once he decides to make that decision to come back, he's no so, longer tethered? So yeah. I think maybe... Do you think that Lily's... Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the, does the charm is it broken when Harry returns? I think it was broken when he when he cast the curse, placed it with his own. So like opinion. this was your one of your lives, and now it's gone, but you're alive. You know what I mean? Like you get, yeah. gave up like your cat. You know? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Meow. Um, sure. People are saying things that I want to read. Okay, Discord. Let's go. I mean, you're not going to okay. be what I said. However, this moment, Vinny says, <coughs> however, this moment Sorry. also explains why Dumbledore changes his behavior in the next book. Now that Harry can survive, Dumbledore goes full-blown protective of Harry because he has to protect Harry until he is ready to face Voldemort and the Horcruxes were destroyed. Um, so I think at this point, Voldemort, du- uh, not Voldemort, Sorry, <laughs> Dumbledore does know 
the order of events that need to happen now yes. mm. um, because Harry and Voldemort can't meet again until all the other Horcruxes are destroyed. In Dumbledore's mind, that's what he's hoping for. Mm. That they won't see each other again until Voldy's until Horcruxes are ready to fight. Yeah. yeah. Can you go back? I well, and I, I think too, um, before we talked about like how much Dumbledore had like known, I think right up until this point, we said that he knew like 99%. Now he's a hundred percent sure of what needs to happen and what's going to happen. I think that's where we're at with his knowledge base, you know? Doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't Dumbledore admit though, that he wasn't sure that this would happen. This was what he guessed would happen. And he was happy that he was correct. What thing? The blood? The whole, yeah, the the blood connection. Well, well, right now he says his guesses are usually correct. And I think that the triumph was a guess. Right. It was a triumphant guess. Yeah. Because he, 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 he uh, was probably feeling joy. He was that, like, oh, we took oh. your blood. Oh, snap. Now y'all are linked even further. Also, right. think about the fact that that was a split second. Homeboy's brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, I love it took him. him literally, I love like. him. I know I just trashed him a little bit this episode, <laughs> but I love him. Well, as someone who did his own blood pact. I mean, true. listen, let's talk about. I want to learn more about that. But um, OK, so Vinny then also says this is why the next book Dumbledore tries to distance himself from Harry to protect him. People protecting Harry everywhere and so on. Unfortunately, the plan backfires and Sirius dies. Right. Uh, <sighs> shh, my daughter is sleeping. <laughs> Your daughter. Carly says, so Dumbledore's kind of mirroring Voldemort in this part of the fourth book by leaving Harry partially blind to the information he has. Voldemort leaves his Death Eaters partially blind to his plans. Well, yeah. Which is true. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, this is not a good comparison, but is. But like Dumbledore and Voldemort are very similar in their sides of the story. You know what I mean? The way so they like, operate, you mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes and no. They I feel like I don't d- trust easily. Dumbledore tells people what they need to know, but his his ace, he doesn't show it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, You're okay. absolutely 100% inappropriate. I didn't say anything. <laughs> you don't need to. Giggled. But okay, uh, so giggled. I'm going to keep going finally. So <laughs> Harry. Eight hours later. <laughs> So Harry continues on to tell the rest of the story how Voldemort came out of the cauldron. He was naked. His (laughs) speech. (laughs) With no clothes on. Robe me, wormtail. That's from Rocco's Modern Life. You're welcome if you got the reference. That's what I like to think that Voldemort's never knew. He's got some uh, cutoffs on. I'm in. Uh, Anyway, so his. Put swim trunks on before he got in the cauldron. Yeah, baby ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had wee little shocks. Put on a swimmer, <laughs> swim dive. Yeah, a swim dive. Swim dive. Uh, his speech to the deceased snackers or death daddies. Stop it, death <laughs> daddy. We're, we're not death doing that. Daddies. That's not going to be a thing. Favorite thing. Oh I, I will leave. <laughs> if you get that joke, then you listen to the Felix Files. <laughs> um. And how he'd given Harry his wand back to duel him. But when he got to the part about the golden. Goodness gracious. Beam of light that connected his and Voldemort's wand. He found his throat obstructed. Um, the memories of what had come out of Voldemort's wand were flooding his mind. 
Cedric, the old man, Bertha Jorkins, his father, his mother. Though actually it should have been his mother, his father. Right? Do you somebody uh, somebody called us out for not talking about that in that episode, how it was wrong. I genuinely I don't think it, the not, order. I don't think in it, our books it was. It, it, it used oh, to be wasn't. the original one. And honestly, that is a mistake that I really just don't care about. I, agree. I genuinely yeah. don't care. They yeah. both came out. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. But I think it was corrected in um it was corrected in later books, and we probably all have newer editions, so I'm guessing that that's probably why, because nobody noticed it. I'm reading off of Kindle, which is for sure updated. Oh, so. yeah, 100%. Um, so Sirius broke the silence here, asking why the wands were connected, and Dumbledore mutters priori incantatum, and Sirius knows of it, but he calls it the reverse spell effect. Um, so the etymology of priori incantatum, a priori means from the earlier incantatum comes from incanto, which means bewitching. So previous spell, which I believe that we've probably probably said numerous times before. Um, so yeah, I just, he (laughs) found mouth, your mouth is like, it makes me me sad that Harry was like going to cry when he was talking about this part. I mean, I mean, go ahead. This is the first time he's seen his parents like Let's in person. Go. And I they're know. talking to him like they're actually and there. Think right? about like too that Sirius is hearing this and he is probably feeling 10,000 different ways. You know what I mean? For Harry and like then the fact that he's seen. Yeah. It's traumatizing for him as well. Oh, um, yeah. But yes, um, it's corrected in this book. So that's probably why we didn't talk about it. Because she comes out first, and then his father's the um, the yeah. last one to come out. Yeah, because he was killed first. Right, right. That makes sense. Backwards. Oh, yellow, yellow. All right. So uh, we find out something pretty important. Do uh, we? We do. Harry and Voldemort's wands share cores. Hello. They both have a feather from this the tail of the same phoenix, but not just any phoenix not most, any old phoenix the most quality of phoenix mm-hmm. fox the weighted blanket <laughs> and harry's like amazed um so apparently the second he left the wand shop four years ago Ollivander had written to dumbledore and was like hey the second wand was bo- was was bought um so imagine dumbledore thinking about that for a second like he he knows who has the first one and now he knows who has the second one like clearly this is fate. on this yeah this path of fate that can't be touched did we talk about the lore of that like what's the wand lore behind twin cores like is there any did he write anything on that i don't know if he did but um dumbledore doesn't he just say that like they won't they don't like to fight um he says um he says they will not work properly against each other because sirius asks, so what happens when a wand meets its brother and Dumbledore says they will not work properly against each other if, if, however, the owners of the wand force the wands to do battle. A very rare effect will take place. One of the wands will force the other to regurgitate spells it has performed in reverse. The most recent first, and then those which preceded it. So, so it's interesting to how me, sad though. all of his previous ones were Avada Kedavra. Mm-hmm. But also think about how powerful Harry and that wand are to like regurgitate those spells from Voldemort. You know what I mean? Like he's not dueling some like Joe Schmall in the corner. Both of these are powerful wizards (laughs) on the corner. He's also, let's point out the fact that Harry was dueling just Harry. That was just Harry. There was no lucky happenings. There was nobody there to protect him. Nobody was there to die for him. That was Harry. 
Um, Cedric was there. So I pulled up the lexicon. No, he wasn't. He was dead by the time he was doing Voldemort. So sad. I pulled up on the lexicon twin wand cores. And it says as well that Dumbledore confirms that more echoes of victims would have appeared if the connection had held. And Harry's holly wand absorbed power from Voldemort's U wand in the graveyard. And even though the Dark Lord switched to Lucius Malfoy's wand during the Battle of the Seven Potters, the Phoenix Corps still recognized him as a major Quite threat. Like the gold and, again. And made the other wand explode. My yeah. mind just exploded. Yeah, that's why I did that in the Flight of the Seven Potters. And then it also says when twin wand cores are used in tandem against a common enemy, their power increases tenfold. Is that so canon imagine that it that it absorbed power? Yeah. Where does that say it in the book? Um, it says Deathly Hollows. We'll get to it eventually in eight Something years. Something with Ollivander, probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something with the wand maker. Uh, I like wands. <laughs> what is PM? What is that from? Prime Minister. I don't know. Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the Phantom oh, Menace. Pottermore. Um, so Pottermore also, RIP Pottermore, I don't know where this is on wizardingworld.com, but it says Chadwick and Webster Boot, the adopted sons of Isolt Sire, founder of Ilvermorny School, each had wands with river serpent horn cores. When the evil witch Gormlaith Gaunt attacked the school, the Boot brothers were able to hold her off for a long time due to the combined magical force of the twin wand cores. A gaunt, you One say? One would say that they were able to give a her gaunt, the boot. you say. <laughs> oh All right, God. you make jokes about boots, and we're talking about the gaunts. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, I want to know that connection. Give me some of that. We better get more about Overmorny, but dude, for real, can you write me a novel, please? We've never discussed it. Let's go. And we know that she's related to the Gaunts because she's a Gaunt, the founder of the school. Get Gaunt girl. I know. I just want to like. I just want all of that. Write a book. Yeah, seriously. Write a write a book. Write a mm, book. Gaunt girl. <laughs> the book is not over morning. <laughs> uh, Alright, so Sarah went over this real quick, but I'll go over it again. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So Sirius asks what happens when one meets his brother. How does he know that they're brothers? Maybe they're just sisters or siblings. Are they fraternal? Are they identical? What? Yes, Katie. I love Katie. Oh, well, maybe because it's Lord. Fox a boy. Do they, does he identify as... Uh, I don't know. You have to think about when Dumbledore talks to him. I don't know if he re- even says that. I don't know. Quality bird. But then, okay. I would accept that. What? Quality bird? Uh, yes, but also brothers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's when Dumbledore says why they won't work against work properly against each other. Um, so then he goes on to guess that some form of Cedric had appeared, and Harry nods. Um, and Sirius says, Diggory came back to life, and Dumbledore's like, no, no spell can reawaken the dead, so... We're seeing that reiteration again. Like, that can happen. Yes. I wonder if that's, like, a little bit of foreshadowing to... Um, this is how the it could stone. connect to, to Six. Because there's a little foreshadowing to hit, to the Resurrection Stone and no spell, and that really can't bring back the dead either. You know what I mean? And Jeannie told us this in Aladdin in, what, like, 1993? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what movie that's from. I can't bring anyone back to life. <laughs> that a pretty picture. I don't like doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that might be 
a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Like when did older. Aladdin come out? Is I that know that you miss your family. Ninety-four. Don't put that oh, ring on. Three, four, two. I got it. I'm hand. looking it up. Oh, I don't want Aladdin's. You're allergic to the ring. Carly says ninety-two. So is Frodo. So oh what is off a year? Is it ninety-two? <laughs> I'm cracking all these great jokes and no one's listening. <laughs> Keeps giving me 2019. That ain't right. Because uh, that's the new one. one. Yeah, But like dumb. original or animated. Okay. I think it is 92 actually because Little Mermaid's 89. 92. Nice. Got it. Did you hear what I said about the ring? No. I was like Dumbledore's allergic to it. And then I said so was Frodo. You are out of your mind. <laughs> All right, Katie, continue. I got jokes. Oh my God. And dance moves, apparently. <laughs> Egyptian dance moves. Um, so Dumbledore says all that would have happened was a kind of reverse echo. Um, so Harry says that Cedric spoke to him. And Dumbledore says it was it's basically an echo which retained Cedric's appearance and character. So that makes me think of sort of like when portraits are created. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry starts listing the others who came out. Um, his throat is still tight. And Dumbledore finishes the sentence for him and confirms that he did see his parents. And Sirius has been with his hand on Harry's shoulder this whole time, but the grip is so tight now it's painful. Oh, jeez. Because, again, imagine, like, we talked about this when Remus saw Harry on the train for the first time. Like, think of those kind of thoughts. And then think of later on when they talked in three about when Harry heard Lily for the first time and, like, Remus goes to, like, hold his shoulder. Well, here's Sirius having to experience the death of his best friends through their son. That's so, so sad. sad. I know. It's so sad. <sighs> I'm not looking at anybody in the eyes. <laughs> um, Look at me in the eyes. <laughs> oh my god! Anybody watch Trailer Park Boys? Because that's what that's from. <laughs> I can't stand that show. It's Never so seen it. <laughs> you and Marty can go and have some fun. Them. It's so crudely fun. We met Mr. Leahy. It was great. <laughs> R.I.P. He's not with us anymore. Um, so these echoes represent the last murders the one had performed in reverse order. And as Meg points out, they were all murders. Those are all the last spells we see. Um, and Dumbledore asks, yes. Because we do see this um, happen in the forest at the beginning of this movie book. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, whenever Barty Crouch, no, 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 Amos Diggory yes. does it yes. to yes. the wand, to Harry's wand. And then they see Moore's Mors Mordra. What am I trying to say? Mors the Dark Mark. Yeah. The yeah. Dark Mark comes out. So, like, it would literally show if there were any other spells in between, and there aren't. It's literally all bodies. Which so, like, is if you said, so like, um, like Aloha Mora, would it show like a door getting unlocked? Possibly. Yeah. Or, like, what if you just stirred your tea with your wand? Like, maybe you'd see a teacup. It's <laughs> curious. What One you, lump or two. What if you scratched your back with your wand? With Gosh, a spell. That'd be great, though. Yeah, no, I'd do it yes. constantly. That'd be amazing. <sighs> um, so Dumbledore asked Harry to tell them what these echoes did, and he explains that they prowled around the edges of that golden web, mm-hmm. um, and how Voldemort seemed to be afraid of them. Mm-hmm. How James told Harry what to do, and how Cedric had asked him to take his body back. I wonder what they were saying to him because it said that they were whispering things to I Voldemort know. that he couldn't hear. I wonder if they were just like completely taunting him and being like, "You're gonna die." because <laughs> that's his biggest fear probably mm-hmm. you know what this kind of reminds me of and i probably should have talked about it during that episode when we discussed that chapter mm. Did you guys um ever watch 
like the animated Hercules movie. Yeah. Where in the end, Hades gets slapped, not slapped, but like all the souls are like swirling yeah. around and yeah. he's in there and they're like grabbing him. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's kind of like the feeling like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. I made sure all of these people are here now and now yeah. they're like yeah. sucking my, well, he doesn't have a soul. He's a god, but you know what I mean? They're yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. It's scary. That's a really good. I like it a lot. So Harry finally reaches a point where he can't continue. He just, he can't talk anymore. And when he looks up, Sirius had his face in his hands. So mm, again, geez. just... Just a rough imagine. night. Yeah. And, and think about how strong of a person Sirius is. Oh, rough. Yeah. Bark, bark, oh dog. Okay. I was like, I didn't get it. I was like, what? I can't. I can't. I can't. What's Sorry. Her? Continue. Gotta find humor where you can. Da, 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 da. It's doggone terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there are no bones about it. <laughs> I was going to be like, throw me a freaking bone here. <laughs> what is that from? Awesome powers. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was a good impression, but I was like, I know that voice. What is it from? <laughs> I got it. Thank you, Megan. So uh, Fox <laughs> left Harry's knee at some some point in time, and he had fluttered to the floor. And then he puts his head on Harry's injured leg, and he repairs it with a few tears. God, quality stinking bird. Quality <sighs> bird. Fox just loves Harry, and it makes me happy. I know. Literally, almost made a chicken sound because. <laughs> <laughs> I think he recognizes that he's like a quality dude, you know? Yeah. Quality bird to quality dude. Mm-hmm. Teaming up. Their cores are matching. <laughs> Would you say they're broski cores? Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact. Well, actually, it's more like father and son. True. If if Fox is a, is a male, if it's a female, then mother and whatever... It's a wand, so it doesn't really have a gender. <laughs> it could be it could be a boy wand or a girl wand, or non-gendered because it's not an an it's an inanimate object. It could be any gender. It's a hard word to say. Inanimate. In- inanimate. Yeah. In- inanimate. <laughs> in- inanimate. Like in a anemone. An anemone. An anemone. I live in an anemone. Anemone. Continue. Dumbledore quote. It's going to bring it back down to be sad. So I'll say it again, said Dumbledore. You have shown bravery beyond anything I could have expected of you tonight, Harry. You have shown bravery equal to those who died fighting Voldemort at the height of his powers. You have shouldered a grown wizard's burden and found yourself equal to it. And you have now given us all that, all that we have a right to expect. So then he sends him off to the hospital wing to take a sleeping potion finally. And Sirius says that he does want to stay with him. Um, so when they get to the hospital wing... There's Mrs. Weasley, Bill, Ron, and Hermione, and they're all, like, harassing Madame Pomfrey. They're like, where's Harry? What happened to him? Like, poor thing. She don't know. <laughs> and uh, when Mrs. Weasley sees Harry, she kind of lets out this muffled scream, and she just goes to, like, tackle, hug him, pretty much. And Dumbledore, he, he goes between them, and he says, Molly, please listen to me for a moment. Harry has been through a terrible ordeal tonight. He has just had to relive it to me. Relive it for me. Uh, what he now needs is sleep and peace and quiet. If he would like you all to stay with him, you may do so. But I do not want you questioning him until he is ready to answer, and certainly not this evening. And then here goes Mrs. Weasley, who turns around on the others and goes, Did you hear? He needs quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I just love this a lot. And this is what was choking me up, was like Molly I just, being oh. <sighs> such a mom. And I, literally, I want Sirius to just like curl up in his bed and keep him warm and snug pet his little soft ears <clears throat> that's what i do with Fozzie. he's always little spoon 
<laughs> I love when he's little spoon because I can just like bury my face in his fur. But sometimes he's big spoon and it's a little weird, but he'll put his paw across my hip. <laughs> oh, Teddy's a little spoon. You know what's that. hilarious? The times that I've shared a bed with Fazzy, he likes to put his head on my neck and then I can't breathe. Yeah. Like, thanks, Faz. He does Real that on my orders. Ted has like, weird eyes, like <laughs> a scarf on me and his face is literally on my nose i'm like okay i can't breathe this cool but you're not leaving it's fine i just won't ever breathe isn't again. it funny the way that you like will contort your body just oh, to yeah. keep your pet cozy I'll be yeah totally pets are the bomb like, i think I can't move. like parents probably do that with their kids too i ain't messing um i got kicked in the face this morning <laughs> and i turned around <laughs> and then she was poking my back like mommy mommy and then i had to turn back around <laughs> she literally kicked me in the face though <laughs> gosh and we don't co-sleep for those people who are probably like you shouldn't sleep in the bed with your baby i know but she came in to cuddle and kicked me in the face yeah no people are out there they were thinking it immediately oh i know (laughs) she sleeps she sleeps in her own bed that she also likes to play in where she was like i go night night and then you put her in there like she's gonna go take a nap and then she doesn't yeah all day day. and then she fools you all day long (laughs) all day (laughs) All day. She's been tired since 11. Probably just fell asleep for the first time an hour Also, ago. I just want to say I co-slept with my parents for a very long time. And I turned out I... I mean, you do your parents? Yeah. I only did when I was afraid of thunderstorms, which is every thunderstorm when I was a kid. Oh, I think my mom was so over me, but I wasn't over I don't want to... Um, she, she kicks... <laughs> co- obviously, she kicks too much. Crazy. Any hoosies. Um, Madame Pomfrey stares at the dog and was like, uh, what is this? And Dumbledore assures her that he's extremely well trained. I wish he would have been like, he's house trained. But (laughs) I bet that James would disagree. Yeah, Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, and the dog is going to be staying with Harry for a while. He tells her. So, you know, you can't, you're staying. The dog's staying. Yeah. He's a good pooch. Quality. Harry was very grateful that Dumbledore told them not to ask him about what happened. He just couldn't stand the thought of telling them again, like t- just saying it out loud. Yeah. Um, he just didn't want to talk to him about it, which is fine. Dumbledore go- then leaves to talk to Fudge <laughs> and okay. tells Harry he would like him to remain in the hospital mm-hmm. wing until tomorrow. He basically is like, until I can talk to the school, I want you to stay here. Right. Um, we see a gleam, glimpse. We see a glimpse. I like glimpse. We see a glimpse of the real Moody laying in the bed, like next to him or whatever. Um, and his wooden leg and his magical eye were laying on a bedside table. So Harry asks if he is okay. And Pomfrey's like, yeah, he'll be fine. Um, and then once Harry was dressed for bed and he climbed inside, everyone then came around the screen and they kind of just, you know, pause and they're like staring at him and he just reassures him. He's like, I'm all right. You know, I'm just yeah. tired. And then Molly frets over him with tears in her eyes, smoothing the covers on his bed. And just because I think that's she, she needed something to do with her hands, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's her seventh son. Yeah. Because his bed covers didn't need to be fixed. And so then Pomfrey gives Harry what she calls um, a dreamless sleep potion and tells him, you got to drink it all. I'd love that potion. Um, I don't know if I would. So like, there are like, I, I mean, I guess like in my mind, yeah, I guess like it gives them a good quality sleep, but like I know in the real world that there are drugs that like they'll use in the hospital to get patients to sleep, but they, it's not a quality sleep, you know, they're still, there's a, there's just a difference. Anyways, I Googled it. So on the Wikia, 
Um, the potion, well, it actually said this in the book, the potion for dreamless sleep. It's a purple medicinal potion that is used to purple. induce drowsiness and if done properly provide a dreamless sleep for the drinker. Um, and so we see, this is the first time he drinks. We'll talk about the fact that he drinks. He doesn't finish it all. And then he wakes up. Um, and then on the lexicon, it pretty much says the same thing. You know, if you drink enough of it, you're going to sleep without dreams. Um, and he talks about when he was given it and all of that stuff. Um, and it says, and there's an inconsistency, I guess, on Pottermore. The potion was identified as sleeping draught, but when the bottle was collected, it was called potion for dreamless sleep. That's interesting. Hmm. So back to the chapter. Um, Harry um, is told that he must drink the entire goblet, but he only takes a few mouthfuls because before he becomes drowsy. And it says in the book, his body felt as though it was sinking deeper into the warmth of the feather mattress. Before he could finish the potion, before he could say another word, his exhaustion, that's not a word. (laughs) His exhaustion had carried him off to sleep. Um, And I'm trying to see my contacts are blurry. A little while later, Harry wakes up and he's feeling like he really hasn't been asleep that long and that it's still nighttime. Um, And he hears the voices of Molly and Bill. And they're kind of discussing the fact that they can hear shouting in the hall. Let's um, go. And they recognize the voices of McGonagall and Fudge, but they really can't hear what they're fighting about. And Harry also mentions like, not only are they talking about this, but he can hear them yelling in the hallway. Let's go. And then so unnoticed by anyone, and mind you, they're all sitting at his bedside. Like they only at this point have mentioned that Bill and Molly are still there, but Bill, Molly, Sirius in dog form is still there and Ron and Hermione are still there. Um, So they're all looking at the hospital wing doors and they don't notice um, Harry wake up. He sits up, he puts his glasses on and then we see Fudge storm in and Snape and McGonagall are kind of hot on his heels (laughs) <laughs> I wrote hot on his feels. <laughs> Super he, hot on feels. Yeah. Hot fudge. Ooh. <laughs> I like to eat you, but not you. <laughs> I love a good hot Only fudge Sunday for Mally's. It's so good. Um, so he demands oh, to know where Dumbledore is, and he's very angry, and he's not being quiet about it. So Molly goes full mama bear, and she's just like, what? What are you doing? Um, and really like Pomfrey is not the type of person to have like loud people. You're in a hospital wing. Mm, like, why yeah. are you yelling? Yeah. We got people sick. You why know what I mean? Fudge yelling. Cause he's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and he just got done. Um, so Molly is not pleased. And then Dumbledore comes in and he is also very much not pleased mm-hmm. with fudge. Mm-hmm. Fudge, 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 fudge is what I'm going to say. Oh, not only fudge. is that your name, but that's how I feel about you. You. So Dumbledore wants to know while they're disturbing these people, and he's even surprised. He's like, I'm surprised at you, McGonagall. He's even mad at her. He's like, because I told you to stand guard over Crouch. But then you see McGonagall very angry. And she's like, Well, there's no need anymore. And he saw to that. So basically, so she was standing guard over um Crouch Jr. And Fudge being the baby that he is felt for his safety. He needed to bring a Dementor to Hogwarts with him. And the second that the Dementor got into that room, went straight to Crouch Jr. and sucked out his soul. Cause that was his job. It's job. That was its job. It's just Fudge so infuriating. That that's what was going to happen. 
Well, he didn't know that he was going to be in the room, but true but why still. are you going into hogwarts with a dementor anyway right well and she's even said she goes you know um i'm gonna read from the book a little bit <clears throat> and it says we um when we told mr fudge that we had caught this is um, snape speaking we had caught the death eater responsible for tonight's events oh, said so death eater in a low there. voice he seemed to feel his personal safety was oh, in question okay, okay. he insisted on summoning a dementor to accompany him into the castle. He brought it up to the office where Barty Crouch and then McGonagall interrupts and says, I told him you would not agree, Dumbledore. Professor McGonagall fumed. I told him you would never allow Dementors to set foot inside the castle, but... And then Fudge, being Fudge, my dear woman, and woman is italicized. Don't talk to people like that. Thank you. Roared Fudge who likewise looked angrier than Harry had ever seen him. As a minister of magic, it is my decision whether I wish to bring protection with me when in interviewing a possible dangerous, but Hermione, or Hermione, sorry, Professor McGonagall's voice drowned Fudge's. The moment that that thing entered the room, she screamed, screamed. McGonagall yeah. screaming. Pointing imagine? at Fudge, trembling all over. It swooped down on Crouch and, and, <clears throat> Harry felt a chill in his stomach as Professor McGonagall struggled to find words to describe what had happened. Well, that's a trauma in front of her. For sure. For sure. Yeah, nobody but also think that. about like how... She knows the repercussions of yes. what just happened. That, think about how poised she's always been. So yeah. this is him w- seeing her like... Everything's falling. There's oh. your evidence just down yeah. the toilet. He did not need her to finish her sentence. He knew what the Dementors must have done. It was administered... It had administered its fatal kiss... This is capitalized to Barty Crouch. It had sucked his soul out through his mouth. He was worse than dead. And then Fudge is like, I don't see what's the big deal. It's no great loss. Like whatever. Um, he literally says by all accounts, he is no loss. And then it goes on to say, <laughs> Dumbledore says, but he cannot now give testimony Cornelius. And I love Dumbledore coming in <clears throat> first naming this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Piece of Talk to him fudge. like a child. He is. Ugh. He was staring hard at Fudge as though seeing him plainly for the first time. He cannot give evidence about why he killed those people. Why he killed them? Well, that's no mystery, is it? Blustered Fudge. He was a raving lunatic. Kick lunatic from the <laughs> what Minerva and Severus have told me. He seems to have thought he was doing all of this on you know whose instructions. Lord Voldemort was giving him instructions, Cornelius Dumbledore said. <clears throat> Those people's deaths were mere byproducts of a plan to restore Voldemort to full strength again. The plan succeeded. Voldemort has returned to his body. <sighs> is At this moment, is this also when like Molly, Bill, Hermione, and Ron are learning this? Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. there's no other way that they would have heard it. Right. True. No story's been told yet. <clears throat> and I like... I, I in my own notes I said Fudge is flabbergasted by what Dumbledore has just said and then I capitalized the whole sentence saying I can't stand Fudge but he's like <sighs> he looked as though someone had just swung a heavy weight into his face dazed and blinking he stared back at Dumbledore as if he couldn't quite believe what he had just heard and he began to sputter still goggling or googling goggling? Googling uh, Googling is two O's I don't know Goggling at Dumbledore Fudge, you horrible minister. People die because of you. Thank you. Bye. True is true. Give me some, some bolts. bolts. Give me some bolts. Okay, so I just want to say a lot of people in the 
Discord are discussing his house. His house. Fudge's house. Um, he's not smart enough to go to Hogwarts. Mine was right. He is not Slytherin. No, he's not Slytherin. In he's my opinion. way too I naive. Mean, okay, we, like let's, we take it as it is. Let's let's just say we don't know his house. Nothing is canon, so all no. this is speculation. But I truly don't believe he's a Slytherin. I he's, also don't think he's a Slytherin. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he's a Gryffindor like Wormtail. I would think he, he's either a Gryffindor, he's either a, or a Claw. I don't think I can see him as a Claw. He's not very wise. No, he's not I, witty. He's, he's not creative. I don't know. He's nothing like he just he's like a different version of Wormtail to me. Yeah, Yeah, because like his bravery, um, like if you think if you think about right, like bravery. If if you think about Wormtail's quote bravery, it's not the normal definition of bravery, which I think goes true to Fudge as well. Mm. He is, I agree, Vinny. He's extremely hot headed. Yes. And he's arrogant. What are you trying to say? Well, you know, those tend to be... What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Negative sides. Yeah. We've said how Aries Everybody, and Gryffindors yeah. can be similar, and we uh, know... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry I like trophies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you is Aries. Fudge Fire sure. is our sign, you know? It's a fire sign. We're hot-headed. And mm-hmm. Fudge likes to come off like he really knows what he's doing. Um... And he does look up to Dumbledore, but at the same time, he's attacking Dumbledore. So it's like, hmm. he's just not, yeah, he's a bad griff. People, there's people that think he's a mix of both Slytherin and Hufflepuff. Slytherin and This Puff? is on Stack Exchange. I don't see Hufflepuff at all. I don't either. I don't see Who's that. He's loyal to besides himself. That's a Slytherin trait. He's I think loyal to the ministry in well, his eyes. In his mind, he's loyal to the ministry, though, even though he doesn't. He's loyal to a, a fake facade ministry. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. But he has this idea of what he wants to believe, and he's loyal to that um, he's, ideology. He's probably a Gryffindor. Okay. <laughs> I just think that when people. Like when someone says like, oh, he's a Hufflepuff, like I don't think this, but I think that there are people out there that don't (laughs) don't dive deep into it like we do um, and don't love it like we do. They kind of just see it as what we've learned from like, really, the movies are like the biggest thing. Like, Like, oh, the extras are so like, you know, the Mm. smart people are in Ravenclaw. The brave people are in Gryffindor. The evil people are in Slytherin. And then like, well, that's a fact. Hufflepuff's everyone else. Like the Hufflepuffs (laughs) are just like. Um, people that can get walked on and like, Sorry. you know, he can be manipulated into doing yeah. what the rest of the people want. You know what I mean? Like, mm. no, nah, I don't say I, I again, don't think like, that way. Look at Wormtail. He <laughs> can be manipulated. Yeah. I think that um, each house has great things and also sad things. Hufflepuff is like the least sad one though, really. They even say that <clears throat> there's less, de- less death dudes in that house than all the other ones. Death daddy. We're not. I will literally leave. I will get in my car and go home. Okay, we'll read your part. That's fine. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't sing no more sad songs. All right, give me some. Give me some bolts. Some bolts. <clears throat> and right. not in Frankenstein's neck. Keen asks, "Is this the saddest part of the series for you?" No, no, uh-uh. no but it sits up there. I had some. I had to text the girls when I read the end of this chapter. Actually, we're not there yet because that's next episode. But I had to text them and I was like, I just finished this chapter and I'm literally trying not to cry. Yeah. It's 
fucking sad. And like it's, it's sad. Oh my God. Um, we're about to get fired up. I, I think next parts episode. of Deathly Hollows are still going to be the saddest. I, I think for me, the, the saddest thing I've read was Fred's death, and that's uh, going yeah. to just kill me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's saddest for me. As of right now. There are things that are sad in different ways for me. I think Um, after Harry uh, looks at Snape's memories and he's walking into the forest and it talks about how he's, I know I saw that picture thinking of like his heart and how his body works and how he's never fully appreciated that. Um, That to me was really sad and kind of got me in my feels. Yeah. Like there, I, I think that, what's great about doing this whole reread is I know for me, like I don't remember really from four on, you know, and seven, like one, two, and usually three and seven were the books I read the most, but I like don't retain information anymore. Not that my brain's like gone soft with age and I don't know. Um, but rereading it and really rereading it as an adult, I've, I'm picking up things because I, since I first picked this, po- picked this book up, you know, I've gone so through so many things in my own life that um, I re- I'm reading it in a different way and seeing it in a different light and realizing it's a very different perspective as an this, adult. Well, and especially because we're we're picking it so much apart that we're we're going through the entire chapter and discussing it. It's like, oh my gosh, like this that is, is sad, or like <laughs> you know that was brutal, or I can't believe like you know, it's crazy. This might come across as. Um, I don't know if bratty is the right word for it, but I can't discuss Harry Potter with other people now. Oh, what? I, no, like literally, like besides okay. us. I mean, yes. who, who else do you talk to besides us about Harry Potter? So, this I mean, I'm not so gonna, slithering. I'm not gonna like name names. Okay. okay. But like, <laughs> but like when I'm talking to Harry Potter about people and they'll try to like, they'll like tell me their opinion on something and I'll just be like, Oh, I yeah, know what you mean. but like, <laughs> but like this happens and it's because of this and blah. And like, I just go into like such detail that they're overwhelmed. Yeah. And then I'm or, like, and then at that point, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to agree and move on because like, it's not worth it. Has it happened where they're telling you something that's not true? Yes. And, like, and you don't want to correct them. But you're like, that's not true. But I'm like, oh yeah. I'll yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, that's really neat. Yeah. Somebody yeah. come at me again with the uh, lightning bolt scar has no meaning. no it's somebody actually i was recently talking to somebody and um she was telling me how much she likes snape and there were like things that she was saying that like i really wanted to argue about (laughs) and i was like don't argue with somebody about their favorite character it's fine just move on just move on (laughs) or like you know i think that when people sometimes especially if they have no idea like who you are or they might know yeah. you but they don't know you in that aspect yeah. like they don't and know they that don't we do a have, podcast want, about this yeah, and they want to have like yeah. um surface level discussions yes. yeah and then you're like and i don't <laughs> <laughs> like my friends will ask me something they're like oh wait like you really know i'm like yeah kind of like yeah we could have this discussion but like i could literally give you like, dates. it's like, so <laughs> it's so amusing to me when somebody is like um like i'll go to like teaching <laughs> stuff and pds and they'll be like oh like harry potter i'm like yeah me too and then the, it's like 
but you don't know. But you don't know how much <laughs> I much like. Or like when people talk about like the movies that are coming out, like Fantastic Beasts, and then I'm like, well, it's actually this, this, and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> people walk away from her, going like, yeah. okay, she's it's like excessive. A, no, like I my, didn't ask that. Your you version know? of extra is like super extra. <laughs> like, uh, all right, lightning bolt. Gabrielle asked, do you think Dumbledore feels remorse and regret about Cedric throughout the rest of his life? Probably. Um, yes. I think so. I think anything you experience like that stays with you, mm-hmm. no matter who you are. I was going to say maybe. That's fine. <laughs> you think it sticks to him somehow? Like it's a part, uh, it's I'm a part sure that he thinks about it, but at the end of the day, we know that Dumbledore's endgame is for the greater good. And he, I think partially he might kind of think that, like, this had to happen. I don't think he, like, dwells on it, but it's still, like, I. Uh, it's still part of his life path. You know what I mean? Like, it's still in there. I think he's yeah. good at carp. Car- hold on. <laughs> I think he's good at car- Hold on. What is the word? Compartmentalizing. That's yes. a struggle yeah. for me to say. Compartmentalizes his memories and, and his feelings yes. and all of those things. I think I think for what's happened in his past that he thinks that it's better not to feel yeah. so many things. I agree because um not if you saying think that's a, a good thing. If you think about it, I mean like how much up until this point did he have to do that with Harry? Mm-hmm. So like in his mind, I almost feel like he probably thinks at this moment in time, Cedric's, I mean, this sounds really harsh and bad and like, don't think that I think this, but he probably thinks that it was for the best that that happened because look at how that changed Harry's fate. And in reality, Dumbledore cares about Harry more. Not that he doesn't care about Cedric, but Harry at this moment is more important to him. Yes, I think so. That that that's his, what he's focusing. I think his role, you know, for Dumbledore, Harry's yeah. role is more important. Correct. Which I hate. I hate to say it, but it is. Yeah. Like, and this war isn't about Harry, but it is. You know right. what I mean? Um, and like, sometimes, it, like it, it sucks if you think about like a ton of wars that have happened in our history, mm-hmm. like that that rings true to a lot of them yeah. and a lot of deaths that happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't necessarily know. Like I think he really um, feels bad. I've talked about, <clears throat> you know, how people are a product of their environment. And I think that, um, Harry himself is a product of his, like, and I think that he was able to all of the choices that, you know, the, all the things that have happened to him and the way that he grew up is what made him be the person that was able to go into defeating Dumbledore. Dumbledore. He was defeating Dumbledore, defeating Voldemort, being like, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice myself for all of these people um, because he was thinking, like, I have to die in order for Voldemort to die. And if that's going to save all of these people, I'm okay with it. And his, yeah. All the things that happened to him, the way he grew up and his friends and and how Dumbledore, you know, all of these things that, you know, compounded onto him. That's that's how he became the Harry that we all know and love. Right. Carly asks, what would be in your sleeping draught? Some nice warm tea. Mm, Milky tea. Milky tea. I would also probably just have some sleepy time tea with some honey. Mm. Mm, yeah. but not the kind with spearmint. I don't like that kind. Yorkshire you don't gold. Like 
Yorkshire gold tea with milk and sugar. I don't like to have caffeine before bed. So a green tea, I prefer. Sleepy Time has a good tea. Um, Or like a lemon and ginger. I love Sleepy Time tea. Or Mm -hmm. like an orange cinnamon. That'd be like a good Christmasy, like a that's like um oh, twining like a nice Christmas holiday. tea is the bomb. What was that? There's like some white tea, some white yeah winter white spice. Tea. Yes, winter ooh, spice. Ooh, that's twining that's winter a good spice. winter oh, tea. I need to order more of that. Um, also lavender, it's good for calming. So just even not specifically to ingest, but to scent, smell around you. That's a good essential oil that'll help relax. Yeah, in fact. Ooh, Lush has that really nice face wash that has lavender in it. In it. You can also, Smells there's um, like mist, sp- pillow mist that you can yeah. spray on your pillow that you can smell it. You don't want to go too overboard, but a light dusting of some lavender can help you relax and go to sleep. Tiffany, um, what would be in your sleepy time tea? Except that's nope. not. Sleepy uh, time potion. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's not the question. We said sleepy time tea. <laughs> Uh, sleepy time tea. Yeah, <laughs> lots no. of vodka. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? I wonder what makes you sleep. Ooh, whiskey. Well, what, is there anything mm, that, that makes would be you so sleep? Warm. Sleepy time tea. <laughs> no, I do enjoy uh, some whiskey, especially a, when a tough I'm workout. Ill. Can you put that in a potion? <laughs> that makes me tired. Um, if a hot toddy, it's the mm. best thing I can have when I'm feeling sick. Probably gonna say feeling blue. Got the whiskey in there. You got some hot water, some lemon, honey. Honey is good if you are ill. It has antibacterial properties. Don't give it to a child under one years old. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I love, I love honey. Honey is yummy. And it never goes honey, bad. Honey, 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 honey. Ooh, passion fruit juice. Vinny, I like this. He said... Harry seeing Sirius in dog form after Cedric's death. Is he symbolically the groom? Mm, sad, Ooh, but maybe. Probably. I don't know. It's rough know. rough stuff. <clears throat> um, Gabrielle says, do you think Harry is on the last stage of grief when he visits Cedric's grave with Albus and Cursed Child? It's the last stage. Yeah. Acceptance? Yeah. I like that. It's a long yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, but I think like, he could be. He really... And what I think the biggest thing that um, you see throughout, specifically the play, is that what really helps him get through all of that is communicating with his loved ones around him. You know, he talks, he finally really opens up to Ginny, and it's literally been years. His kids are grown, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just sad it's taken that long, but. Um, Gabrielle asks if you could create a potion to alter an emotion, what would it be? Anxiety. Yeah, what did you anxiety. ask? If, if you, you could make a potion to alter an emotion, what would it be? Oh, a thousand yeah. percent anxiety. Yeah. Like, I think with, all of us suffer from yeah. some level. Yeah. Like, I anxiety. know that to be a thousand percent, I was like self medicating. I used to self medicate myself with my anxiety. I'm much better at it now, not doing that, but. Yeah. It's it, anxiety. Like, let me have some wine before a hot, like a friend, like a family thing, because sometimes my family can be anxiety inducing. <clears throat> and now, sometimes I just don't go. 
sometimes that's the much, best option. That's I'm what much I better for do. It. Honestly. Sometimes you just have to say no. Thank yeah. you. I don't really do any family gatherings at all because I don't want to deal with it. Well, honestly, nowadays I'm just so busy. I literally don't have time. I think my next free day. We discuss this all the time. My next free day is maybe the weekend before Thanksgiving. That's bananas. It might be after that. I that's don't bananas, know. Bananas, man. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Vinny says, <coughs> green is often the, a color of evil in the series. Is this why Fudge has a lime green voice? Yes. Yeah, because yeah, he's 100%. nasty. <coughs> a thousand percent. I don't think fan story? Yeah, let's go. All right. I hope I say this last name correctly. <laughs> this one comes from Karen Olszewski. That's how I was going to say it. That was good. All right. Thank you. Hi, my name is Karen Olszewski from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> my house <laughs> at Ilvermorny is Thunderbird. Holla! Holla. And my Patronus is a python. It's pretty That's epic. That's terrifying, Ooh. but cool. Which I guess is epic. appropriate since my husband is in Slytherin. That's, That's awesome. I mean, that's a powerful Patronus. Yeah. yeah. It's like big. You can see it like crushing into my That was literally ter- terrifying. <laughs> Ooh, how cool would that be though? Right? Spun up <gasps> all around. Right? Like, Someone that's an artist, gotcha. can you please draw me a Dementor being squashed by like a, a Patronus, a Patronus python. python? Yeah. That would be so Lexi. cool. <laughs> Lexi. Dude, that would be an epic painting. It would be cool. Or whatever means you take You it. know I like my dark <laughs> stuff. Yeah. This may be a little old of a story because next says, congratulations to Tiffany on your little baby Swisher. I'm so happy for you and wish you a happy pregnancy so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. Get your wrestle you can. I hope your little nugget is treating you well. Thank She's you. She's now not so little anymore. She's no. currently treating me very well. I get kisses all the time. It's so cute. <laughs> I love your podcast. I found it when I was on maternity, le- maternity leave with my baby a couple months ago. I developed PPD mm-hmm. after giving birth and your fun and silly commentary has helped me get through my depression. I'm now managing it. I'm managing it, and I totally love my baby, which Sith Alice. Love it. Is now eight months old. Her daddy loves Star Wars and the dark side. Oh, <laughs> well, they do have cookies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. I'm a little behind on the episodes, but wanted to write in <coughs> with my f- Harry Potter fan story. I was into a guy named Tim when I was in middle school in the early '90s when Harry Potter was getting pretty popular, and he was reading Chamber of Secrets. Since he was reading it, and since I loved and still love fantasy books, my dad got me Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber. Now, don't judge me, but I have a bad <laughs> habit of reading the very last page of any new book I read. <laughs> Sounds like Sarah. someone we know. so familiar. <laughs> I've ruined quite a few good books for myself, but I love reading how the story gets to the end. Mm-hmm. So when I Same read here. the last page of Sorcerer's Stone, I was completely intrigued and confused by names like Hermione and Hagrid and Hogwarts. What the heck were those? <laughs> so I knew I had to get to the end and figure out who's what those names and words meant. <laughs> Needless to say, I was hooked and bought every new book on the day it came out. My favorites are three and five, even with angsty Harry. <laughs> and my favorite character is Luna. Nice. I've reread the series a, multi- a multiple times as I've gotten older. I have learned to appreciate Harry's journey each time. I, repre- I appreciate how Miss Rowling has covered so many adult topics in, in such a respectful and beautiful way. Preach. I made the mistake and reread the books during my pregnancy and <laughs> cried in my cubicle a few times at lunch. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Thank you again for the laughs and for the in-depth analysis of Harry Potter. Even after multiple rereads, you also point out new things I've never thought of before. Sincerely, Karen. <gasps> and then she, she, oh. ch- they chose not to share um, <clears throat> Alice on social media, but she did send us a picture of her, and she we is feel goodness, special. So cute. <laughs> goodness gracious, that's a cute. I want babe. an updated photo. 
Yeah. Right? This is Karen. probably over a year ago. For yeah. sure over a year ago if you were still pregnant. <laughs> You'll be all right. Snuggle this muggle yes. onesie. And I'm then looking at the illustrated mm-hmm. edition. And she's a little more Love grown it. up. Oh, oh so gosh. Cute. Yes. Please send, a, send an updated picture. That is one cute babe. Look at all that hair. Yeah. And thank you for sending in your story. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry you ruined the books for yourself like Sarah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not sorry I did. No, but it is, I guess thinking about it the way that Karen put it, you know, seeing how you get to that end, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like doing a puzzle backwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know for my own personal, like I get really into my like stories that I'm reading where like I have to take breaks. Like I get very emotionally involved. So I'll like put a book down. So it helps me like say I'm reading... um like a murder mystery like i need to find out what happened and then i can calm myself down because i'm like what's gonna happen she's gonna die and it's like no you realize like she's gonna survive she's in like the last thing of the book and then sometimes people ruin books for me like my cousin colette when i was reading hunger games i was reading the first book and we were on the way home from chicago and she was like talking about one of the characters in the second book and i'm like well now i know he doesn't die she goes what she goes i'm so sorry (laughs) i'm like really it's okay i'm like it doesn't bother me (laughs) hunger games is like who doesn't die every other bucket book is like who does die right right all right um so make sure that you follow swish on facebook where swish and flick podcast you can also join our facebook group which is awesome which is just called swish and flick podcast group um you can follow us on twitter and instagram at swish flick cast Join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. And um, so you guys understand a little bit of where Patreon goes to. That's basically like how we're able to keep our website running, um, allow you guys to buy merch on it and uh, keep up with our keep up with their equipment, keep up with like all of the monthly fees associated with keeping a podcast going, Mm -hmm. like keeping the podcast out for everybody to listen to. Um, So those are like the big chunks of where the money goes. And then of course, like as we've stated, we also use it so that we can bring content to you guys. Like we're able to attend these cons that some people aren't fortunate enough to go to, but we can bring it to you in a different way. If you're not able to be there, mm-hmm. um, such as LeakyCon, and then in a couple of weeks we're going to Ironton. Um, we've been able to talk about Hagrid's roller coaster because a lot of people from all over the world, who knows when they'll unfortunately be able to get to Orlando, but we can talk to you about it. And yep. um, we love basically, you guys along. we just yeah. want to create content for you guys, and that is yeah. what Patreon goes towards. So, just so that you understand what it is and why we do it, that that is the basis of it yeah. like all of the money that we get from patreon goes back into making this podcast better like we don't make 100 we ourselves don't make money from it the podcast correct to get it to be as best quality and as much fun stuff as we can for you guys because that's what we are, we are here to do that's right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. bring fun stuff 
So if you guys like getting that content and you would like to support us, we would super appreciate it. And you can go to patreon.com forward slash pushflickcast to join. There are a bunch of different levels that get you a bunch of different things, including access to our Discord channel, um, access to our monthly hangouts, access to be on the Felix Files with us, Mm -hmm. the Phoenix Plus box, which goes out twice a year, which gives you exclusive merchandise. There are at least three, two or three items of box only like phoenix plus box only merchandise that's the only way to get it um in those boxes twice a year i'm excited for january's box it's a funny theme i'm not going to tell anybody like clues at all but it's just if you are a fan of the pod which i'm assuming if you're a phoenix plus patron you are a huge (laughs) fan of the pod you will appreciate it and understand it because it's an inside joke and that's all i'm gonna say like well for the first box um Everyone got a your your C or Harry shirt. Yes, and then my You're sister welcome. made um, koozies for everyone. And if you don't know what koozie is, it it's like a little sleeve for your beverages, your drinks. Um, and it was in your house colors. And she does. It was like a it was like a sweater. sweater. It was like a Weasley sweater, but yeah. not. It just was like a koozie. It didn't have like arms or anything, and it had your initial on it. Um, so she handmade all of those for everyone, and I don't remember what else was in the box. They got <laughs> they the got very pins. first enamel pins. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, they were the first people to get the enamel pins before we put those on the website. Mm-hmm. A special print. Um, the Patreon logo print. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that was it. Hey, we need, we, need, we need your designs for the house shirts. We need some house shirts, Kate. I put on the website. They're on there. They're yeah. on there. Where the heck's my lion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we if haven't you ordered merch yet lately. Want yeah. some cool? And it the if you want a blue and bronze shirt, it's on our website. That's an of eagle. An eagle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, also, since we are coming up upon the holidays, um, the way that our website works with merchandise is everything except the enamel pins, stickers, buttons. Everything besides those three things is printed to order. So it takes a little bit to ship. So even though like it may tell you like four days or whatever with the shipping that you choose, it takes about a week total because they have to print it. And then once it's printed, they ship it. And then it takes like four days to get to you. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. If you're purchasing something for the holidays, you want to give yourself a buffer Especially because, like, those places get crammed at the holidays as well. Just like every yeah. other store, they get backed up. Sometimes it takes longer to get stuff out. Right. And this um, is coming out November 3rd, it said. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I would do it now. I would recommend <laughs> if you want to order things for the holidays to do it, like, by the, the weeks. by the first week of December. Sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah. And um, we have yeah. no control over, like, any of the shipping and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, a third so party, know. just so that, like, you guys understand that. Um, so just the sooner the better just to be in the clear and safe in terms of like getting it for Christmas. But I will say if you order enamel pins, stickers, buttons, we do have control over that. And I will be diligent for the months of November and December to get them out efficiently and quickly so that people get them for the holidays. And also I'm going to add our, um, swish and flick logo shirts that we bought for the wizardly world of Kent oh, yeah. so that I can also control shipping at least one type of shirt so if somebody wants that shirt, um, we will ship those out as well. Limited but, amount. Yeah, there's only so many. Um, but I'll put those up on the website ASAP so that you can buy them. 
And then lastly, in my social media spiel of 25 minutes long, you can <laughs> find all of our merchandise and all of this information on swishflickcast.com. Um, I also added the Harry or you're a seer Harry sticker to our website and I changed stickers to $3 a piece or two for $5. So if you buy two, it will take the money off at your at checkout. Okay. So you don't need a code or anything. You just put two stickers in your cart and it'll like take off a dollar. Um, and yeah, we have our lightning bolt pride stickers, Harry or your seer Harry and logo stickers. I have the lightning bolt on my phone. As do I. As does Missa. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have I been doing lately? Teaching. I think I say that every episode except the summer ones. Obviously. No, just hanging out with Miss uh, Lady Supreme. Um, what, what have I been doing lately? Boston. Yeah, I went to Boston. What have I been doing? Making sick. Order of the Phoenix Docs. I've been sick. <laughs> well, I only got to one. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Um. No, starting to make the new docs for Order of the Phoenix was just crazy weird. I'm not. I'm wondering lie. when we're actually going to end up starting Order of the Phoenix. Though. I don't know. We have the holidays. Weird. I was. Thinking we have that so too. much should, to get through. We should wait to start Order till after the horror little holiday break. Our break. Our holiday. Because holiday. you don't want to do one episode of Order and then like do random stuff for two weeks and then true go back is to true. It, so. yeah so just so you guys do know we're gonna do it again this year where we take like a mini break from like chapter episodes right. in december and do you'll still get an episode each week from us um but it's not, not gonna, gonna be different yeah. it's gonna be different because that's cool because we, we need a break do. too december's just too busy straight up it's so busy straight up it's just too busy um what literally can't think of what i've been doing i've been working out you were sick i was sick sick. i've been sick for like two weeks we've all been sick ever since boston i felt fine like by the friday after we came back literally sunday night we were flying home and i felt it in my throat when we were at the airport and i was like i'm getting a sick and then by the time i'm getting sick i'm getting sick sick. um and then by the time we got back to cleveland I had a cold the next morning. I felt awful, went to work, pushed through Tuesday morning, woke up and felt dead and called in from work for the first time in a while and literally slept all day. Yeah, I was my throat was so swollen on Monday. I think really from like everything was crazy dry and I talked a lot that whole weekend and I just didn't feel great. Yeah. Um, I literally couldn't swallow my meds that morning. I was like, Ooh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's been going all around everywhere. Bad. Everybody at my work has gotten it. Both my parents <laughs> got it like everywhere. Hold on. Yeah. I'll tell you what I've been doing. I actually finished a book on audible. So I just finished listening to Dooku Jedi lost not too long ago. I don't think I got to say that on the pod great book i recommend it i started listening to thrawn wait is dooku the one with all the voices yes it mm. is the um it was like hard the for whole me cast to oh so good um it's a little interesting at first because it's not like a regular audio book because it's like a it's a cool audio it's like book. a show like but you can't see it you Nobody just hear everybody's voices and, and sound effects <laughs> Um, I started listening to Alohomora again, which is another Harry Potter podcast. And I started listening to Office Ladies, which Ooh, is it's so good. So it's um uh Jenna and Angela from The Office. So um 
uh, Jenna played uh, <coughs> Pam and Angela played Angela. And um, they talk about their, it's like they're doing a rewatch, like y'all, you guys are doing with friends. And so they talk about like behind the scenes stuff. Like they just, they just started this like a couple of weeks ago. So I think they only have two episodes out right now. It's really good. I never watched The Office, so I won't be listening to that. Oh gosh, it's so stinking good. Oh my God, I love The Office. Um, And that, what a, what a, I was I'm reading Thrawn right now. Um... And just kind of mom and wife and, and got a lot of weddings and just Is this your last one for the season? Yes. And I'm grateful. Yeah. I, I did not go to a single wedding this year and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have two next year, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. We have at least one. have one, I should say that. Yes. Keelan. Keelan yeah. So that's uh me. And I could um, been doing a lot of design work. Like we have been doing a lot of design work, some wedding invitations, um, some wedding posters, some potentially a graduation cap, which is kind of a different what? type of that's project awesome. that yeah. somebody asked us to do. So that's kind of cool. Some we're we're gonna be spending November and December painting a lot of signs for a wedding, specifically a Harry Potter themed wedding, which I'm super excited about. But that's gonna be fun. We're like helping decorate a wedding, which was cool. a super random job and not something I was expecting to get, but it's cool. Um, and also, a lot of people have been asking this in the group and messaging us because they can't find Katie and mine's friends podcast. Because the last time we talked about it, we told you that it was called Friends Talking Friends. However, we had to change the name of it to Friends Watching Friends. Um, We didn't know this until after we launched, but there was another podcast called Friends Talking Friends. And some of their listeners got angry at us and left us bad reviews. And we didn't. Yeah, we didn't mean to step on anybody's toes, um, and they asked us to change our name, and being a part of the podcast world, I totally understand where they're coming from, because if somebody else started a Harry Potter podcast named Swish and Flick, I would be pretty annoyed, too. So we um, we decided to change it to Friends Watching Friends, since I am technically, I mean, not technically, I am watching it for the first time, so it is very much about watching the shows, the episodes. Um, so if you can't find it, it's because we're now called Friends Watching Friends. So search that. And we are still everywhere that we were before. So like Apple, Podbean, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, like all of the big hitters. Friends Watching Friends is on there. The logo does still say Friends Talking Friends because we haven't had time to change it yet. But the title and everything is Friends Watching Friends. Um, and you can like in the description, it says three friends are talking about friends or whatever that's like the description so yeah but thank you for everybody in swish who um has listened to that podcast there have been so many of you so um that's awesome and thank you Mm -hmm. i'm liking it ross is still my favorite right now what have you what have you seen so far we are on episode we just did episode six The the one with the butt the butt. Oh, Joey. Yeah, where Joey is the butt model. Fired. Yeah, and then he gets <laughs> Oh, because yeah. of the shower? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Like, what? You were clenching. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, so yeah, that's funny. Though that episode did up Chandler for me a little bit. I like Chandler a lot more. Dude, just, just, just wait. wait. Just he, think and wait. Hands down, because I am Chandler. Chandler's so good. He's so he's just he's simply the best. I'm excited. Well, I, you know, honestly, like up until this episode, there wasn't really a whole lot on Chandler in any of the episodes, which is why he didn't really have a ranking for me at all because I didn't really know much about his character. So. Like that first, that second episode is like all Ross, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I like him. He's just like very. I'm sitting. I here. will say it'll be interesting. I'm sitting here. There's there's a, a there's specific points that I'm. I don't hate any of the characters. I just have my favorites. But there are points in each character that I'm like, that's not quite right. That's what makes him so real. Um, yeah, that is what makes him real. I think, yeah. But it's there. You're gonna. See, I just am interested to, to hear what you're gonna say about some things that he says. Right. That's all I'm gonna. Say. I yeah. I, based on some conversations that have happened in the friends watching friends group, it didn't age well. I, Correct. I don't know if I'm going to continue liking Ross based on some things that I've heard, but I don't know the context of them and anything. Just just, so, just watch it. Just yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Nobody better so spoil that for them. Or I'll be I dead. told so like this is kind of a little like insider thing to the discussion that we have on the episode that is recently going to come out. But so I always like hypothesize every episode and, um, I, I always say that like, I know that Ross and Rachel get together, but I don't know how or the context of it or like if they're on and off, which I think that they probably would be. And I have no idea like anything about any of the others, um, and then, <laughs> no, I liked the one hypothesis that I made where I said that I bet Chandler and Phoebe get together at some point because Phoebe and him are in an episode where they break up together. And I was like, how funny would it be if like they, they like each oh, break up with their really significant others. It. And I was like, how? Up, right? She yeah. ends up breaking up for him. Breaking yes. Up. Mm-hmm. In yeah. that episode, it's yeah. Janice it's or whatever. Janice. Yeah. yeah. Janice. So, um, <laughs> Chandler-bing. She, uh, I was like, how funny would it be? Because like the, the, they then say like, oh, I never want to break up like by myself again. And I was like, well, if they get together and then like they break up, they would still do it together. So I, I'm excited for you to see Chandler um, being Chandler. Yeah. And then I was like, what about Chandler and Monica? Like, I don't know. Could happen. Why do you think they all had to be together? Like within. The I know that's. And then Chrissy was like, Chrissy was like, there could be outside people. And I'm like, yeah but like it would just like mesh well and i was like what if it's chandler and monica and then joey and phoebe like who would think that they would go together i don't know i'm i can't talk to you about this (laughs) my face all right are you that was you two since you you two are the same person right (laughs) i have something else oh my god jesus it's almost 10 o'clock What, how, I want to, I want to see how long we've been going. What, what have you been doing? I'm just going to say that I want to tell people, uh, if they want to order scarves from my mom, she wants to, she told, she told, she's like, tell people if they want scarves that I can guarantee them by Christmas if they order them two weeks before Christmas. Jeez. Well, what if she gets like eight orders? No, no, hold on. I'm sorry. What are you talking? What? Three weeks. It was three weeks before Christmas. She's like, if you order, if you order it by three weeks to Christmas, she can get them out to ship for Christmas. Doesn't she not like making scarves? She loves making scarves. What does she not like to make? Blankets? 
sweaters. She can't oh. do it. They fall apart. Oh. <laughs> she, um, she has troubles. So it reminds yeah. me of what is that? Happy Gilmore, where the old ladies are like knitting, and she's like, "My fingers hurt." And he's like, "Well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty." <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <sighs> do you have anything to add, uh, Catherine? I'll just ask for good vibes because this upcoming week, which will have passed by now, is going to be very challenging at work. So, yeah, Katie some needs some good vibes. Some Those are my good coming, vibes. So. Changes. Mm-hmm. changes. I'll hold you a little bit if worst. you want me to. Thank you. Okay. I almost had changes. I almost quit my job, but then I said no, thank you. Whoa. I mean, obviously, I would have quit for another job, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Um my life i'm not really doing anything besides school which is going fine but i want to talk to you about a book i'm reading um i will say and he mentions this at the beginning of it it's jonathan van ness's oh yeah um book called over the top Ooh, um, like there it? are some things that yeah. um it's, y- there's trigger warnings for it and all of that but i'm only it tells me 33% into it so far cuz obviously i don't have a crazy amount of time to read um, in my books. spare time, but it's it's so good. Um, I downloaded it on my Kindle. I want to read it. And if if you like him, um, you'll like you'll like the books. There's some parts of it where like I'm laughing out loud, and then there's some parts where like crying. It's sad, you yeah. know. There's some things that's happened to him. Um, yeah, I read some stuff she shared with me on yeah, the plane. Yeah, so um, I really enjoy it, and yeah, as always, you can send me your book recommendations. Yeah. I just don't have a crazy amount of time to read. Send me your Star Wars book recommendations. I want to read more Star Wars books. Although I just started the Thrawn trilogy, so it'll yeah. be a little while for me. I still want Brit Chick Lit suggestions, you Kay thinks. I've been getting a ton, and it's awesome, and I will share everything that people have suggested to me because somebody asked me to do that. So Sweet sauce. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm having it'll be a week now, but from the date we're recording, we're having a Halloween party. Uh and then Halloween, and then it's November, which means it's almost December, and I won't buy Christmas presents until the 20th. Do you know what December. I forgot to tell you is new in my life? What? It's a big deal. Star Wars? We're getting a new kitchen floor. Ooh, oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's... It looks cool. It's a huge deal. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm, and they're doing the front by the door. They're doing the landing to the stairs. The basement steps and a little bit on the side of the basement steps. Oh, very right. nice. Yeah. So that's something that was very big and new. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. that's pretty much our lives, you know. Nope. Thanks for caring about us personally. Yeah. And if like you've turned this off, that's fine. Because you can't hear me saying this. <laughs> I think this has been an all over the place uh, episode. And we, oh, honest uh, to God, the next one is let me tell you, we're gonna get heated because I'm already mad at Fudge. Are you oh, ready to? Yeah. You ready to end this? Yeah. Is it for Voldemort and Valor or against not a, it? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do this. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs>